What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out. You ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court. They already did their thing. So I stopped there, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for, like, if LeBron's last year is this year or next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a uh, pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be deadly. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Got my PrevNAR 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated, but, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to All The Smoke, a production of The Black Effect and Our Heart Radio. In partnership with Showtime. Welcome back, all the smoke. Good, bro. Once again, it's on. Man, we got a real special guest today, man. Man of many hats. Uh, someone that Jack and I both looked up to. Legend. Someone that kind of shaped our teens and early 20s. Uh, man, welcome to the show, Dame Dash. Thank you. Appreciate you, my brother. Appreciate Thank you for your time. You. Oh, my God. Thank you, sir. We got okay. excuse. I was, yeah. uh, I was chewing on Paul's jelly beans because, <laughs> you know, I'm diabetic and my, I, I was, my blood sugar, I saw it was getting a little low. Okay. You had to get so I'm not up. being rude. Yeah, go ahead. Last time that happened, I was on Mike Tyson. They was like, you keep chewing. I'm like, bro, my, my, my blood sugar is low. I got to get need that it. candy. Oh, yeah. yeah, well, you good. You know, Snoop laid down for two hours right there. Yeah, do squares so. all day, yeah, so, so you good. Do what you want. Cool. You at home. Do whatever you need to do. To I said I want to be chewing, you know, talking on my mouthful. Yeah, <laughs> you good. 2022, um, still doing a lot. Fatherhood, obviously. But what is it, what's a day in the life like for Dame Dash these days? Well... I definitely open my eyes and see my my little boy Dusko and my uh, my wife Raquel. How old is uh, your little one? You know, it's at that months thing. It's uh-huh. like you know, sixteen, seventeen months. Okay. One of those. Okay. But um, you know, that's what I've been fighting for. 
you know, publicly, you've been seeing me fight to see my children. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, sometimes people fight while they're triggered to see their kids, but when they get to see their kids, they don't. Mm. But uh, I'm actually able, with this relationship, to raise my son. And it's the first time, and it's been everything that I, I dreamed it to be and more. And what I'm finding is, you know, a child observes what's in front of him. Mm-hmm. My son, he just watches sponge, me all day. Sponge. So it's important that you're the person, if you want your child to act like you, then you got to be in front of him. You know, there's things you can, like children, that teaching them is, that's not the language they learn from so much. Observing is how I learn, and that's how children learn. So I have to make sure, always, with any of my children moving forward, and I had to get this at 50, I'm starting late, mm-hmm. that I have the time and I can architect my life so that my child can watch me. And he can pick up the cool shit and not hear about the bad shit from someone that's, you know, been hurt by me. How is it, though, again, you said doing it at 50? I don't really believe that I'm 50. Okay. You know, like that young lady around right there, uh, Dominique, she's younger than me, but she acts like she's 75. (laughs) Right, you, I'm just saying. You know, I, I just be like, I, my mentality isn't so young. It's like, it's just a more evolved version of who I've been. And the proof of concept has made me real confident in who I've been. So life at 50 is like, I feel like a more evolved 25-year-old. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm having more fun than I've ever had. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're young, you have dreams that haven't come true yet. You know, after you become 50 and a lot of your dreams have become realized, you get to enjoy them. So what happens when your dreams come true is you have more dreams. So right now I have other dreams that are coming true. So what's happening for me now is what I was dreaming about, I'd say about 20 years ago. Mm. But now that those have realized themselves, the dreams that I'm dreaming now that are actually coming into fruition or orca big, they're actually scary because they've never been done before. There's more elements now. There's more dimensions to play with. Mm. Pause. No, you've been giving me... We've got a chance to kind of chop it up the past few weeks through a mutual business partner, and the shit you've been downloading me with, I'm like, damn, we got definitely got to sit down and just, I'm going to bring pen and paper and just talk. I can't wait, but go ahead. We'll get into some of that a little bit later. Yeah, shit is definitely real. Let's talk about your upbringing. Born in New York, Harlem, right? I was born in the Bronx, raised in East Harlem, mm-hmm. but I would say I made my bones in Harlem. You made your bones in Harlem. Yeah. So I'm from 109th and 1st, which is 1199. But if you ask me which your, which your block, I would say it's 142nd and Lenox. Hustler mentality. Where you get that from? The environment? 100%. You know, in Harlem, it's about getting money and looking good while you get money. Right. You know, for me, it wasn't so much about being tough. It was about being fly. I just wanted the girls to like me. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I wanted to fly his cars, which I was able to get. And I wanted to be able to control my own destiny. Like, for me, it was like I was coming up where to survive, you had to live by a certain code. You had to be cut from a different cloth or a certain cloth, mm-hmm. which had been honored before everything. Like, unwritten things were laws. And if you didn't abide by them, you were a sucker. Mm-hmm. And I just came from a family and a bloodline that, you know, we just never were suckers. And coming out of that world and surviving it, it makes it hard to ever let a sucker ever play you, mm-hmm. especially a sucker from another culture. Mm. Just can't have it. What was your first hustle coming up as a youngster? Sweeping floors? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my, for me, it was selling crack. 
and the barbershop, I was selling weed in the back of that barbershop. I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize the karmic repercussions of that. But it definitely taught me how to brand, how to have a crew, mm -hmm. how to prepare for the future, and just how to be understanding that you can't ask anyone to do something that you're not prepared to do yourself. Mm -hmm. And you have to lead by example. And also, it's important to make your crew rich. Yeah. Because that's what protects you. Thanks. And that's what you should want anyway. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, your mom passed from an asthma attack when you was 15. Mentally, what did that, what did that do to a 15-year-old man trying to figure it out? Makes you a beast. Animal. Makes you a savage, because now you have no fear. When the number one thing you're scared of happens and you're, you can deal with it, you're no longer scared of anything. So it just made me fearless. And, you know, death became something I wasn't too afraid of because it was like, shit, if I get killed, I'll be with my mom. Mm. Mm. Deep. At the same time, you was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. Which is why I'm eating candy daily right battle, now. Which my is a daily like battle. Candy. My sugar must be low. How do you cope with the adjustments with that and being the hustler that you are? It's all I know. No other it's, option. It's my normal. So you just always got jelly beans? I don't know any beans. other life. You just always got jelly beans with you? Always. Always. Just in case that shit, that's not like, you know what happens. Shit, right. Prime time would be happening. Mm -hmm. shit, I can catch a bucket. My blood shit get low. I got to deal with it. Mm. But I'm not mad at it. Those, those cards that were dealt to me are better than most. So all I do is compare what's happened to me to others and how I'm dealing with it. I mean, that's the challenge. Life is a test. It's how you deal with things. Nobody goes through life without a challenge. It doesn't right. happen. Not in this vibration. Is it, is it true you sent yourself to board school? Yeah. What happened was, I went to the boys' club, Mr. Box, mm -hmm. and they offered me a scholarship for boarding school. I went for like the summer, and I was too homesick. It's before my mother died. But when my mother died, and my friends went from just you know fighting and jumping dudes to starting to kill. You know, again, you do what everyone else is doing, and I was like, "There's no way around it. This is what I'm gonna have to be doing." So I put myself and said, "Fuck it. It might be time." to exercise that option. I have a bad temper. So I left and, you know, I went to boarding school. So I put myself in boarding school through a scholarship. South Kent. Played basketball, lacrosse, and football at a varsity level. What you like, what's your game like? Every, I'm good at everything. Man, everybody <laughs> from Harlem say they're good at basketball, bro. Cam, oh, all y'all think y'all nice. I'm, not, I'm just saying, back then you said you was nice. To you. I was just nice today. I could adjust. You know, I could do. I did my job. I used to beat nigga. I knew how to beat somebody. Pause. <laughs> you could be better than me, but I could still win. Jumper, handles, all of it. <laughs> but also me me mentally, I might dismember you. You know what I'm saying? So, I'll slice you in half with his mind. All of it. Mm -hmm. I like it. You started managing groups, uh, the Future Sound and Original Flavor. How did you get into that space? Well, hustling didn't seem sustainable. But I didn't want to work. At that point, I couldn't do anything traditional. And, you know, that situation paying in full, I was, you know, I was right there for that. I was really affected by that. So I was like, seeing Rich get, you know, that happened, I was like, I'm out of this shit. So I just chose something that I thought where it wouldn't feel like work. How old are you at this point? 19, 18. I'm 18. Yeah. The thing that paid in full, I was 16. He was in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. so. I was right there. Yeah. What was the music scene? I don't even remember. That time. It was whatever they was playing at the rooftop and what niggas was playing the cars, whatever uh, Boosie B was playing. Mm -hmm. It was old school, new school, you know, Eric B, Rockin', everything. 
you know, everything. Dougie Fresh. I was into a rock, lot of rock and roll, too. You remember I went to boarding school. Mm-hmm. So I'm in a rock so band right sides, now, the Black right. Guns. Yeah. When did you fall in love with music at that time? Always. Music has always been an escape. Always. So the reason why I used to listen to rock and roll was because I didn't want to hear about the street because I was in it every day. Mm-hmm. I hate hearing about the street to this day. I don't really listen to hip-hop in the car. I listen to rock and roll and other things, live instrumentation. I don't want to hear about the things I've been trying to escape. It traumatizes me because it makes me visualize things that are not positive, and that's when you start to actually feel not positive, and that's when things start to realize themselves not positive. The visual is a very important power that we don't understand. You know, things happen in dimensions for me, levels. I have to think about it first clearly, then I have to put it on paper, then I have to make it happen. If what I'm visualizing is a negative, then that's the next level is going to be negative. So I can't have anything distracting me from a pure visualization of a dream that I'm trying to get to. I can only think about the W. And anytime I'm thinking about other people's trauma, it makes me visualize their trauma. And then that's the energy that goes into my dreams. And then that's when the dream can turn into a nightmare. You know, that's where fear comes in. And fear stops you from doing things. So I don't ever want to have to think about something that I might be afraid of to make me stop doing something. I'd rather keep that real estate for the perfect win. There is no loss. There's a yin and a yang and everything, a dark and a light. I can only see the light. The dark is only for me to learn from and know to stay away from. Everything happens to me that's dark is only for something like to happen. That's the only way I see things. You know, there's battles that you may lose just to win the war. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a learning experience to me is never a loss. So is it just it? means come back a little better. That means my sugar's still low. How low is it? Just curious. Okay, go ahead. It's at 54. Damn. Is it, still, is it still going down? Yeah. Diagonal arrow down. See how, that's, oh, that's a little better. I'm doing a whole interview during the reaction. That's Ooh. gangster. And anybody that's diabetic would understand that. Yes, that's not, what I'm saying. It sounds. It's I just part of the gang. It happens. It just, you know, it barely happens when I'm in front of live interview. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But this has happened to me while I'm boxing. No. The, the thing about me is I always have to be able to push through a fog. That's why I like to be high. I like to challenge myself. I work out drunk sometimes just to see if I could do it. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to have, you know, you're a professional. You both know what it is. But I'm a professional at what I do, too, so Strength it takes this kind of stamina yeah. and discipline. Mm. So the discipline to dream and make your dreams happen is a whole other thing. Now, with what you just said about the trauma and escaping it by listening to different genres of music knowing that you lived in a pivotal time. Am I chilling in the mic? Does it sound crazy? I, I caught on to that. Like, I'm glad you said that because that resonated to me too. What's that? Not listening to what you're trying to escape. Yeah. That was deep. I yeah. That with that being said, knowing that you lived in a pivotal time of, of history and you were one of the, the, the culture pushers in that time, does it bother you to reflect back and talk about that at times like this? If it's for gossip purposes, I don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. But if it's for, like talking about what I've learned from things and mm-hmm. what I won't do again and that kind of thing and also celebrating the positives in it, yeah, why not? I mean, it's feathers in my cap because I have a lot of feathers. A whole lot of feathers. What did you, I'm but that bird. said, <laughs> what did you learn? Although it wasn't directly you, but you were in music at the time, what did you learn from the East Coast, West Coast beef between Big and Pot? Beef is corny. People die. Super corny. Beef is stupid. Us fighting each other is dumb. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. Stay the fuck away from all of that shit. Mm-hmm. What I learned is this is a program that they enjoy for entertainment. Sit back and watch. But you got to think about it. You know, 
when laws are passed, laws are passed to be made for hundreds of years, not for 10, 20. And laws are made fresh off of people having slaves. Right. So most of the time, those people were like, oh, shit, what are we going to do? It's illegal to have slaves. You got to get them to be slaves again. Let's make laws that they cannot actually abide by, keep them broke so they fight each other all day, kill each other, mm-hmm. go to jail, so that way they can now put you back in shackles, back in the cage and make you work for a slave wage. Instead of master, let's call it warden or CO. And now it's completely legal. It's a program that must be broken. Do you notice that courthouses, jails, schools, and hospitals all look exactly the same? Yep. You think that's a coincidence? No. Why wouldn't a school be on like a beach or like someplace nice or a hospital be someplace inviting? What rehabilitation can you give someone from putting them in a cage mm. and treating them like a dog? Mm. I don't get it, but I do get it. I don't expect my oppressor to give me anything, anything. especially freedom. Sure. And the thing about freedom is it's cheap, but it's priceless at the same time. Ask someone that doesn't have it. Mm. We jeopardize our freedom to survive. We hurt each other. We never hurt our oppressor. We only hurt each other. It's a program. All in their plan. But I'm not mad. I think it's clever. You just, uh, Kudos. But I'm mad when we are, are cognizant of it and we still go right it. back to the program. Play so we can say, it. yo, it's dumb for us to fight each other, but as soon as something fucks with our ego, we back fighting each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The same people that always say in peace, as soon as you, they get triggered, they're right back at it. Mm-hmm. You know, I had this conversation on the way there. It was just like, yo, but I was looking at something that happened. I was like, it's hard sometimes to understand when you have a lot to lose, you can't live by street rules. Street rules are only for survival. Mm-hmm. Right. They're just only so nobody will hurt you. But how are you living if you survive? Stay the fuck away from it and only come back to help. Mm. That's all. What the fuck I'm hanging out in a place where I'm going to be triggered and dump my energy down to survival skills when I'm rolling. Right. Put myself in jeopardy, be put in a cage like everybody else. I'm not, you know, I, I, you know what it is? You know, we're first generation. We know what it is to break a fucking social class. Hmm. It's everything to be broke first and then be rich. You love it. Yeah. Who, who the fuck would jeopardize that? Mm-hmm. Why would I stay on that concrete smelling a stink river when I could go to an ocean and just chill? I ain't missing nothing. I got it already. Mm-hmm. See, to me, when I see people outside all day, I mean, I'm, I'm, they must really be still needing it. When, you know, when you're rolling, you don't go outside, you go on vacation. Mm, right. Why do you want to be around other people that are not rolling all day mm. and be a target? target? That's not the standout I want to be. I like to blend in. Mm-hmm. And when I say blend in, like to the trees, the rocks, the ocean, the mm, chill, who the shit. fuck wants yeah. to walk around with one eye open all the time? Right. When do we get to relax? You it's work- traumatizing being black. We don't even recognize that. You know? My friends, as soon as they get home from 30 and 25... Therapy and go hit the ocean. Just see what it looks like to live and do something different. Mm-hmm. You know? I ask my friends sometimes, I call them life, I'd be like, yo, and people that get money, I say, let me ask you a question. Your whole life, name, thir- name six months, six, not even a year, besides going to jail, that you didn't live on the tri-state area. Like, you don't even know what it looks like or feels like to live someplace else. You might visit it, but other people, 85% of the world, 99, does not have to live like this. Mm-hmm. There's other ways to live. You're not missing nothing. Everyone wants to live in a concentrated space. You spend a lot of money to be next to people you don't even know or like. 
You know, the further away you are from people, the cheaper shit is. The mm. more land you can have, the cheaper it is. We, chase, we choose small spaces for large money to be next to morons. Makes no sense. It's a program. We're all scared we're missing something. Mm. It's funny. It's part of the plan. I mean, you know, again, it's a good program, but it, 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 it's over. The gig right. is up. Right. You, know? right. you know, what I'm loving about our future is they listen, they get information quick, and they go with what's logical. Mm-hmm. 1995. Yeah, I won a state championship. Yeah, I was cold in the motherfucker. 95. The form, uh, formulated Rockefeller. Many labels didn't give a chance, give y'all a chance uh, to create your own lane, but y'all did it anyway, of course. Let's talk about the creation of Rockefeller. I was sick of nerds telling me what to do. It didn't make logical sense. Hmm. So I was like, yo, we're strong together. Let's do it on our own. And we did. And it was just a bunch of people that were friends that enjoyed hustling together, trying to stay out of jail and make a lot of money. The same money we was making in the street, but if not more. And we did that. That's why, you know, sometimes I feel like, you know, if I, you rob a bank, you don't go back outside. I'm like, I'm out of here. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, it's funny because that wasn't the person everyone thought I was, but I really always was. I'll do anything for my family. I'll fight really hard so I could relax. And I've been able to make history young so that I could relax young. Yeah. I was able to walk away from an industry at a very young age and do other things. I feel completely fulfilled, pause. And my dreams are really coming true on my terms. And culturally, I'm opening doors for the people I care about. See, the thing about me is when people that I love are hurt, it bothers me. And I really love my culture because I know how swaggy we are. I know mm -hmm. that we're the jewel of the universe and we've been tricked to believe that we are not. So we don't understand how powerful we are. Right. Again, it's a great trick. You control brain, well, you control muscle by making muscle not think it's so strong. Right? Right. It makes no sense for the strongest people in the universe to be fighting each other as opposed to everyone else together. Right. right. So, of course, division is key. You know? And when I see things and how my culture is treated... It really bothers me, even though they, I don't let nobody treat me like that. I've never been a victim of racism in my life. I, I'm the guy that likes to bully the bully and oppress the oppressor. How is a nerd going to tell me what the fuck to do? How? It's just not money I need. And in every industry, I've come in, in that way. Music, Vince Lior, he's doing customer service for YouTube now. Don't think I didn't have a part of that. I don't care how much money he thinks he got. His legacy is compromised. That's what I did. You saw what I did in movies. You know, I hate to bring up the Weinstein, but I was bombing on him way before me, too. Mm -hmm. Sports has always bothered me. It's the number one disrespectful... It's the example of how we're treated. Especially football. You know... Think about this. You're a professional player. Your lifeline is your owner. First of all, I don't like that word, your owner. Right. Number one. Especially in football. So if everybody in football that's black walked out of the NFL, there is no NFL, right? Right. And your lifeline is your owner. And every single owner is white. So they're all sitting in the owner's box watching us get concussions while they get paid. And there's not one black owner. So to a player, that means that's their God. They got to worship. I mean, it's just an example. 
And I didn't have the bag to get at them, but I do now. So I'm getting at them. <laughs> Starting our own league. A couple of them. Mm. First one is the Serena League. Starts this year. You know, I have a piece of a team acquired with, called the Tampa Bay Cyclones. We'll be televising it on Fox Soul. And uh, this will be the beginning of the change. You know, the problem with us is we're always renters. We're never the landlord. We're never the owners. We always have a pass in the owner's box. I don't want to be in a big stadium right now. I just want to be the owner. We got to own the bricks. When you're the landlord, you make the rules. We can never make the rules. And I know that if we make the rules, it'll be better for everybody. You know? So for me, when I get on a block, that I want to take, I try to get at whoever thinks he's the toughest or the biggest or the biggest example. Jerry Jones, I'm coming at you. Dallas Cowboys, whoever. Any NFL, you know, owner, not player. Mm -hmm. You know? And what we're going to do is make sure we got black head coaches. I hate the way they treat us there. Mm -hmm. So any coach from the NFL that's black that you haven't been recognized, you got a spot over here and you mm -hmm. will get paid. Mm -hmm. Give me a little time, but it's happening. And it's, it's going to happen immediately. You know what I'm saying? We'll make sure that the that the, the that the, the the players walk away with some some bricks, some real estate, mm -hmm. with some therapy, with some literacy. They'll know how to own a team, coach a team. They'll know how to do whatever they want. There's always like, why aren't they prepared? I mean, I'm sure there's some sort of preparing, but the preparing comes with you got to act a certain way to stay. Mm -hmm. You know, they'll prepare you to stay by acting a certain way. A league with their rules that we got to fit in and it's our sport. So I'm getting at them. I'm not going, I don't want to be in nobody, no slave league. No disrespect to anybody else. I want to be in the freedom league. You know, not the Negro league, the we grow league. Mm. So I'm starting with football, but it's going to be every sport. And I'm going to hit you hard in the metaverse and the multiverse. Because mm. I'm savvy there. So this energy is not anger. This is energy for change. And I'm not talking about it or complaining. I'm going to do it. Mm. I don't want to go to your house. I build my own. We're not here for your entertainment. We're here for us to be rich. Black owners. Let's see what that looks like. Even in arena football, there ain't no black owners. Even in the amateur leagues, there ain't no... We got to be the owners, not the players, or be both. I'm a player coach. So even with my network, I don't want to... I don't think in, like, work for somebody or... in like, I don't want to say slave because it offends people. But I can only talk and boss... I don't want to make a movie. I got to have a movie company. I don't want to make a TV show. I got to have a television network. I don't want a team. I want a league. Because if that, that's the case, you know, no one has to come to my league. You, you, you can stay if you like, but you always have the option to leave. But you got to play by these rules. We get protected. And the value of my team is not going to be the worth of the owner. It's going to be the worth of the players. Mm. Period. Told you you had some shit. Been talking to him. The first and I got a plan. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't, I ain't talking about it. So the first game is in Mississippi, Jacksonville in March. First opening game is April 2nd in Tampa, Cyclones. It's on. I'm not just talking about it. Yeah, I, I don't want to fit in. I don't want to fit in. I don't want to seat at that table. I want to seat at our... They got to sit at our table. Mm -hmm. We just have to present an option. Mm -hmm. So I bet you now there'll be a black owner because I'm saying so. Y'all better get a black owner out there. Period. Thanks. Talk that shit. One of the first spaces uh, you came and kind of created in a new lane was was in music. Um, what was it like the first time you heard Jay? He rapped fast. I was impressed by how fast he rapped. 
but I didn't know him. I heard a tape of him. Mm -hmm. But when I got to know him, that's when I knew we could get money. You knew he was a star right off the bat? Nah, he was a booking dude that had on Nike Airs, and that wasn't, um, that wasn't happening. So yeah, much back then. Nike Airs. <laughs> <laughs> but the funny thing is now I know why. I didn't know why back then. I do know why now. It's so crazy to see how things happen. But, you know, Jay's OG is uh, Calvin Klein. And I didn't know this until years later. I always knew that was OG, but he used to hang out with my OG, Daniel. So Jay was acting like Calvin Klein, who was being influenced by Daniel, my OG. So at the end of the day, he was influenced mm -hmm. by some Harlem shit, mm -hmm. not even knowing it. And that's where that connection happened. He just, you know, again, no disrespect to Brooklyn Cats, but at that time, I don't know now, I ain't been in the street in a while, they'd rather rob the plug than be friends with the plug. Mm -hmm. So he was different than the stereotypical Brooklyn Cat. And, you know, he's a little rough around the edges, meaning his style and his swag. I knew if I gave him some a little more Harlem, he'd be right. Mm -hmm. A little mix. But I took a, lot of, I took a lot of shit from my homeboys in uh, Harlem for fucking with Jake. For a really long time, a whole really long time, until so it cracked, actually. <laughs> Why, they felt like it should have been them? Or because he was a Brooklyn nigga? He wasn't rapping about hustling. Mm -hmm. So we got him to more or less move toward the hustling aspect. And when he started rapping about hustling, that's when my crew started to respect him. So when he, he had said this rap at the battle with DMX, and then that's when my crew was fucking. Before that, they wasn't fucking with him at all. As soon as he started rapping fast about to getting that money, and then we started getting that money. You know, so we were like, back then, see, now it's a little different in rap. The dudes that are actually rapping are the ones that are active, right? Real active. Mm -hmm. so I'm glad, honestly, I'm not in rap anymore right now because it would be too dangerous for me. Really. I, I wouldn't want any of my children to be in rap right now, to be honest. It like, comes with a bit, bit in the body. You know, and, mm -hmm. and I hate that. I really do. And these kids are rock stars, too. They got so much swag, but they really, they just too real. <laughs> you know, so back then, it wasn't really the rapper that was doing the work. It was the rapper rapping about the people that were doing the work. Mm -hmm. But what was different about Jay was he was a rapper that was actually in the mix as well. So that so everything we were doing, he would be talking about it live. So if he was pulling up with five cars, he talking about it right then and there. You see in the movie as he's saying it. So that's what made it real. But a lot of the ideals of it came from my crew, the best out. So the champagne and all that other stuff, that was the best out. What happened is it was supposed to be the best out, my Harlem crew, but they didn't want to listen to me, certain people in my crew. So it took some Brooklyn cast to really listen to me. Harlem guys can be catty at times. They argue a lot. Mm -hmm. We argue all day. Our thing is to argue but never really fight each other as friends. We could, like, if you see me and my crew, you would think, like, I don't even let, no Dame lets niggas talk to him like that. But we're a crew, you know, right. to this day. We call on the phone. I call it right now. We start arguing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's same shit, you know, and I love it. You know, I love it. I actually sometimes call my crew just to hear, just because I want to be real and, you know, <laughs> have it. a level conversation. When do you feel like the height of Rockefeller was? When it was dismembered. Mm. The end of Rockefeller was the height of it. Mm. That's why I was so confused about it. I was like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, Rockefeller would still be rolling, but you know, you know, again, my feelings on that don't matter at this point. And we've all turned out to be great. So, you know, 
It is what it is. One last thing I want to touch on with Space, one of my favorite albums, um, Jay's first, Reasonable Doubt. That was the realest one. You know, again, we were still active at the time. It was like, that was us talking about trying not to be active anymore. That was the last record that was made while we were active. Mm. We weren't active after that. We were too hot. Like, literally, our friends would get picked up coming off planes or going to shows. They would, you know, at, at some point, I had to tell my friends, don't even, if you're still active, don't even come around me. I'm hot. We got hot relatively fast in a lot of ways. Recently, Jay has shouted you out in a speech at his Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, thanked you. After all you guys have been through, um, years later, how did that make you feel? It was cool. It was good for the culture. I was happy for the culture. I was happy about how happy it made so many people. How did it make you feel? It made me happy that everyone was so happy. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm usually worried about my culture. So I was, like, again, I, I think that, because number one, Jay and I never had a beef, number one. It never, it just got made up. Or maybe it was just leveraged so certain things could happen. And I was always confused about that. I'd be like, why do they keep saying we beefing? But I guess, you know, it was a move. It was a chess move. When I wasn't expecting. So... I'm, it was always a business thing for Jay. He just said, why pay two other people when I could just pay one? And that was the advice he got from Lior and guys like Steve Stout. And he went with that. And, you know, on a business level, it could have been the right move, but on a friendship level, I didn't appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And I don't really care so much about business. The friendship mean, always meant more to me than anything. Mm -hmm. It was our bond as friends. Mm -hmm. So it was hurtful. You know, the business was hurtful. You got to remember something. It was my choice. And that's what people don't understand. Mm -hmm. They asked me not to leave. Mm -hmm. They begged me not to leave any of those things. You know? The thing that happened with Jay was that he didn't want Biggs to be a part of it anymore. And I wouldn't rock with that. So he went his way. And me and Biggs went ours. And now Biggs is, you know, seems like he's back over there. Mm -hmm. I have no problems with that. But that's what happened, period. That's it. You could ask Biggs, and you can ask Jay. You may not get an answer, but that, that was what <laughs> that's happened. That's what it is. It just was like, yo, I can't do that to Biggs. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Period. And I was like, yo, we could do something different, but Rockefeller is always supposed to be us three no matter what. So he wanted to leave Rockefeller. I was like, cool. But I'm not, I can't. I'm not, I'm not going to leave it because I have a responsibility and an obligation to it. I presented something to people that believed in me. But I, I could never do it without Biggs. You know what I mean? I'm going to give you four artists. That's, me, that's probably a Harlem thing. Yeah. I'm going to give you four artists. Your first impression of each of them. First, Cameron. I didn't know Cameron as an artist first. I knew him as a friend. Okay. You know, he was like a younger dude that was... The thing, oh, so Cameron was a, a super nice young... You know when you're young and you're nice in basketball? I remember he had like won the MVP at Rucker at like 15. So he was the cool young dude, mm -hmm. and I used to, used to be with him. You know what I'm saying? Because I like, you know, just like there'd be older cats that like me, I, he was that guy with right. me. You know what I mean? 
So he was like, you know, I don't want to ever call him my little man, but he was the younger cat that I was like, I like where he's, how he's moving and you keep him with you. So it was that kind of thing. And they used to make me laugh because their perspective on things was a generation younger. Right, absolutely. So I'm pause and they pause and no homo, you know but what I mean? Need, but you need it though. You need that younger perspective and outlook. Well, the thing is, the thing about Cam at that time was he never had a problem with asking for guidance. And he was like me in the sense that some, in Harlem, stunting is supposed to inspire you. You know what I mean? So I'm, I just was stunting. I was so young with having a certain kind of cash, and I caught, you know, I was just that, that dude at a young age. And he loved it. He didn't hate it. He'd be like, nah, I'm fucking with that. And I would see him do it. You know what I mean? So he was, he was just cut from that stunty cloth. I mean, look what Dipset turned into. It's just stunting, mm -hmm. you know? Number one stunners maybe of all time. I think. I don't think they definitely get that. Yeah. No matter what, you can't say that they weren't the number one stunners. They, I think, I was looking back and I was like, they really used to go hard on the stunt. Mm -hmm. Really. <laughs> uh, beans, whether it be friendship or music. What about it? First, when you run across him. I thought he was really tough. You know, I was like, he's a tough rapper. But he could really rap. So I liked it. You know, again, it's like when, when the thing that I like to do for, for me, rap to me wasn't about who was the best rapper it was who was telling the truth. Mm -hmm. So we weren't allowed to lie in our raps. Exaggerations weren't. It was no bueno. So you can't be a rapper talking about you got this money in these bodies and you never did none of that shit to us. You know, that's why I like certain battles. I'd be like, ah, oh, they cheating. They not telling the truth. You know what I mean? If you're right. going to say something right. about a nigga, say the truth mm -hmm. and then make that what is what you're using. Use that truth to hurt, not a lie. Like, I'm not into cheating. I'm, in, I'm about a fair one. I'm always about a fair one. I don't respect anything but a fair one. If you cheat to win, you lost. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, mm -hmm. if it, fighting and all that. Like, if somebody get jumped, that's not a fair one. The guns is whack. You know, you should sophisticate your knuckle game and give a fair one. Mm -hmm. If you fight fearlessly, it's not an L, ever. There's nothing, no such thing as a loss if you give 100 fearlessly. Niggas, right or wrong, you see somebody get, when two boxers fight and somebody gets their ass whipped, but they just, like a Toro Gotti, mm -hmm. he would lose to just lose fly because he has so much heart. So they respected that. Mm -hmm. People, the, law, the, the, the win is the heart. Yep. The heart is the win. But now it's the the fearless, that's why I'm like, yo, I can't, I'm going to get at the NFL and I'm going to win because I'm going to try. At least I'm going to swing on them. Mm -hmm. I got to try them. No one else, I haven't seen nobody try them. I'm like, yo, I don't, I don't see why they, it's like a punching bag. You hit the shit that don't hit back, yeah, it look tough. You look good on a punching bag, but somebody hitting back, it's a little different. We never gave them an option. I got to try. I did it in every single thing. I've done it. I'm a boutique. I don't want to be so corporate because that means I got to deal with so many stupid ass people. I want destination. I want like-minded people. I don't want an audience to... See, the problem with rap for me was when you're rapping about things that you don't necessarily do or that aren't positive, the people that celebrate it are not positive. Mm -hmm. So you now have to perform a bunch, a bunch of... A, around the people that you really should be trying to get the fuck away from or help. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying... Like, if you don't want to go to jail and you hate jail, you don't become a CO. I don't want to go back to jail to get... I'm not going to get... I, I don't want to go back to jail... Or not, I never went to jail like that. You know, I did a couple of skid bids, but nothing real. But if I don't want to be around jail, I'm not going to take a job in right, a jail. Right, right. 
period. If I don't want to be around criminal minds or a certain kind of energy, I'm not going to make money off that energy because then I'm going to have to have that energy around me all the time. For me, the purpose of making music was to get the fuck out the hood. Mm-hmm. Period. Not go back to the hood. But when I do go back, it was to get more people out or at least make it better. But at this moment, people can move around. You don't have to stay on your block your whole life. Yep. It's going to cost less other places to live because people are scared. It's a program. Why do you think they made projects with a bunch of playgrounds and places to play to stagnate you? Why wouldn't they make a project with like a real good school and a garden and all the other shit that come with it to make you healthy? Not to keep you entertained and distracted. Again, it keeps you away from the visualization of winning. Even on TV, how, how often do you see a family, a black family winning? How, how often do you see them celebrate in the press a rich black man winning? They celebrate them kind of falling apart, and they celebrate mm-hmm. that. They build certain people up just so you can watch them not enjoy it. I don't want to get to that level if I can't enjoy it. Point. I'd rather have my own newspaper, my own magazine, my own television network, my own football. I, I don't need the whole, I'm good. I, you know, I don't need to see more than 10 people a day, and I'm great. <laughs> right. The same 10 people. You know, the thing about the circle I keep around me is that I'm around them so much that I'm not a celebrity to them. I'm, I get no props. I get yelled at. I get shade. I get arguments. for. I mean, it'd be crazy. And that's how I like it. You know, you're never really, you're not famous to your children. Keeps you grounded. You're the least famous. Your children right. think you are the corniest at all times. That's what I hear, right. Right? Absolutely. And that's who you should be around the most. Mm-hmm. Like, I, any job that takes me away from my children, I'm not doing. Mm. I'm just not. It's not worth it. And that's what I learned. I got to go get money to get, nah, the kid don't even know about money. All the kid knows is that, that who they love. The currency for a child is love. And that should be what your currency is as an adult. Mm. You keep that energy. Now, if you, if you say that money comes before the time you spend with your child, okay. then that's what your child is going to think okay, as right. an adult. Currency is time and freedom and love and laughter and health. It's not a paper that means nothing. That's why everybody's creating their own coins right now. Mm. You, now everyone knows it don't mean shit. It ain't supported by no kind of gold. So why would we fucking waste all our time doing that? I'd rather fucking have a nice house and a farm and be with my child every day. Mm. All day long. Because of the pandemic and because of how I've architected my life, literally, I've been able to be with my child every single fucking day. Beautiful thing. Since he's been born. He don't know life without me right. and his mother. Right. That's dope. And I, he's never happier than when he's touching us both at the same time. So if you got to take your child away to see him from the person he loves equally as you, he's still going to be feeling pain or her. Right. And that's not... That's just not, you know, and I've been through it. I, I, I wish my other children didn't have to go through that. I'm tight about that. Because that's the cycle I wasn't able to break. Right. But I broke it now. I kept, I'm going to keep doing it until I get it right. Right. And, you, you know, I'll be a different kind of dad for the rest of them just based on this experience, what, 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 what I'm having now. It changes you. No, I, had, I mean, I had a messy public situation with, my, with my tw- the, the, the mother of my twins. And then now to resolve that and then start all over again with my youngest, Ash, it, it changes you as a person. Like, the ability to not 
see when you want to, when you're accustomed to just seeing them every single day. That shit is tough on anybody. Listen, man, the one thing that'll take a man out of pocket is not seeing his children. And another thing a man doesn't like to do is go into a courtroom. To have to see the kids. And then imagine a man, especially a proud, independent man, having a judge tell him how he has to see his children. How long you get to. And no, and, and, and no therapy for that. Crazy. The trauma okay. that comes with it. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The one million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. Got my PrevNAR 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk, get vaccinated. But but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. 
Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Kanye West, uh, actually 18 years ago, Tyler's dropout dropped. But before that, thoughts on him when you met him? Did you see it in him auto right away? Mm-mm. I didn't see that one coming, pause. I thought he could make good beats just like a Just Blaze or, you know, other producers. And, you know, I didn't see him as a rapper. I really still don't. I, I, I think he's the best producer that could rap. But I know he wants to be a rapper. You know what I'm saying? But, um, nah, I didn't know that he was going to do that. I, I, when he broke his jaw, that's when I knew he was going to do that. When he came back with Through the Wire. Mm-hmm. But really, Biggs had brought that to my attention. Like, yo, I think we should pay attention to Kanye. And what was happening was um, the Young Guns had a single out, um, Can't Stop, Can't Won't Stop. Mm-hmm. And that shit was going crazy on the radio. And I was trying to put Kanye's out just because Biggs was, at the time, Biggs was trying to get more involved because that's what Jay was beefing about. Mm-hmm. So he was doing all this shit. He was like, yo, let's focus on this dude. And um, I went to Lior and was like, yo, I'm going to put out Kanye. And he was like, no, we're going to focus on such and such. And I was like, all right, I'll take him someplace else. Because I had the kind of, I had so much work. I had deals with Atlantic, with Rockefeller, Rockefeller Atlantic and Rockefeller Sony as well. Emil was at there and I forgot what the fuck was over there. But anyway, and then, you know, you saw what they did, uh, Cameron did and, and Jimmy with Koch. And I just had so much work that I was just, wasn't even exclusive. <laughs> so I was taking them to Atlantic and I forgot, was it Craig Cole? No, it wasn't Craig. It was one, whoever it was, was giving me the same kind of dumb shit as Def Jam. And I was like, fuck it. I just put it out through here. And he started to catch fire and they had no choice. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I didn't know, I, I didn't know Kanye was going to do what he did today. And I, I thought that we were going to be able to leverage him. Like to me, Kanye was a guy that could knock at the door and they were going to let him in, and then all of us were going to run in. Because, you know, we were look. you know, he was wearing a different, he had a different thing going, you know. But um, I didn't know that he was going to do what he did and be so consistent. Mm. And I didn't know that he had such work. I knew he had work ethic because I was impressed by, you know, even looking at how he is now, you know, he's on 100. He, like, he really deserves everything that he has because he does work that hard. His whole, he's dedicated his whole life to it. So thoughts on a project like Dropout and where he's at with this recent Donda and dropping Donda 2 soon. Thoughts on how his music is? At this point, he's dropping music for fun. So he's just being creative. And I think that's great. He does what he wants to do. When you have a certain amount of money, you can do what you want to do. Right. I mean, it's not really the music. It's the way he, he rolls it out. You know, look what he does. He's, he's, he's the new Michael Jackson. 
I, I, I didn't know he was going to be turned into Michael Jackson. I didn't see that one coming. Pause. But he definitely is our Michael Jackson. He always brings the event. Absolutely. But, you know, he has really good fashion sense. So it's like Michael Jackson with good fashion sense. Will we ever see Can you imagine movie? if Michael Jackson had a sneaker? Mm -hmm. Michael Jackson had a gap deal. He had a the Well, but the thing about <laughs> yeah. it is, he would have to really study. Mm -hmm. So, what I could say is that you know it's not just Kanye putting his name on it. He really does study. Right. You know he does the work, mm -hmm. which you know, is important. He has a lab. He definitely always sets up a lab, and he has the best people around him. And when he gives you a product, it's not just his name function you know the thing you know if there's a point of view whether you like it or not right it definitely is something that's a point of view you can tell that it's made by him he, he turned into a real designer as well so for someone to master two trades at a professional level is a big deal as well the and highest. he should have props for that absolutely you know some people just put their names on things but he really did take it serious and get respected and he, he did it over and over and over and over and over and over again. You know, his first fashion show wasn't perceived as a success, but it really was. It was more of a test to see if he'd come back. And he kept coming back. So resilience is impressive to me. That's, that's fearless. And he's not scared to dream. You know, that's one thing that he does. He dreams. Right, big. And most people don't dream. So let me ask you a question, both of you. What's your dream? I'm living it. But what is it, though? To be successful. That's an emotion. How would I explain Specifically. that Specifically. So my dream is to have my own television network, my own um, football teams, my own sports teams, to have a family, to live a certain way, to have properties all over the world. So you can say dreams change. Your dreams change. Of course they do. Yeah. I mean, I, my, when your dreams... The death of a dream is the best funeral. That means it became a reality. Mm -hmm. And then it's time to have another one. So you've made your dreams come true, but what's your dreams right now? My dreams right now is to be an actor. That's my dream. You're dreaming to be an actor? Yeah. You can be an actor. You got to dream bigger. Mm. Give me a bigger dream. Bro. You're a professional. Dream, I'll be making up something that I'm not in that space. I want you to dream. I, yeah. I'm going to ask you this question when you come on to my studio. Yeah. But you have to dream big enough so that you're not the only one that's affected. You have to be selfish about it, though. You can't help nobody unless you can help yourself. And the people that you want to help are the people you love, your family. See, that's what I'm saying. But what, what, if, you're in, what if you're in a position where, like See, I'm saying, when you ask me that question, I'm looking at like, well, shit, I'm living my dream because I've done what I set out to do to change lives. You did it already. It's dead. Right. That dream's over. Right. Next dream. Right. Mm. It died already. Because you've accomplished it. Right. It's an angel. It's in the wind. You don't want to be the guy talking about like some people's dream in high school was to like win the chip and, and then they, they never still talk about that shit to the day, yeah. to this day. Every day, come. Well, I remember '95. So, my approach on this dream would be number one to be the best actor in the world, not just to be an actor. But you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight cameras right there. You have sound in a location. What's stopping you from acting? Somebody employing you? Mm -mm. Nope. So then, what's stopping you from making that dream come true today? I'm just asking. I just know. I just wanted to answer that question. What's, to what question? What's stopping me? If you have one, two, three, four, five, six cameras right. and mics right. and a location, mm -hmm. what's stopping you from acting? 
I know it's more than just me acting to it. Right. There's six cameras. Writers. There's all kind of stuff. Mm. You don't need writers to act. I, I, mostly everything I've ever done, I don't even fucking have a script. I didn't even do honor up with a script. So you're making reasons not to do it. No, I wouldn't. So I, again, what's stopping you? I don't know. The um, nothing's stopping. Really? Well, I mean, I'm there's just, nothing we, stopping. I'm just trying to get. I'm just trying to. Get you just said I don't know. That means there's nothing. So do it. But at the same time, That's, you're saying that, but yeah. it's not that simple. You want me to show you how simple it is? Watch. This is good. I need you to have an argument with him, but don't mean it about a girl. Action. Why the fuck you didn't tell me you called her? I told she told me you called her. You told me you was cool. You weren't gonna fuck with her. You know, I told you I like her. I told you I was taking her out. And you still called her? I thought we was better than that. She do that little thing to me, you know. I... Well, you should have told me that, bro. I told you, I, I told you not to call her. I told you I was going to really try to be with her. And you still called her. Like what? That's the type of nigga you is? Cut. That, we had our first scene. <laughs> the TV show. <laughs> that was, was fun. So what was hard about that? Boy, you just, now your dream just came true. Next dream. You just acted. That's simple. That's the low level of acting. That was fucked up that you did that to yourself. Why'd you do that? Because well, no, no. because I, I Let see me do, do I me a favor. Be. Listen, in my perspective, give me the best case scenario of what you just did. The best case scenario? Yeah, and only think about that. That what I just did is in a movie theater? So why can't it be? Because it won't be beneficial. See, you, I just said you dream fucked up, bro. None of those, that's the last thing you think about is the worst thing, bro. The first thing you think about is the best thing. And then, so your visualization just now was it won't be successful. That's what you just visualized. You just fucked your dream up. Now, if you're only visualizing this shit in a movie, when I said, you just said it's in a movie, then that's what you should have seen. And then you make it happen. Now, question, how the fuck could that be in a movie? Well, I could just shoot. 60 more minutes of scenes. And now I could go rent a theater and show it. How could it be beneficial? Well, I just showcased that I can act. And it could be good. Actually, in my dream, it is so good that now it's a hit out of left field. You visualizing that? I'm visualizing. Now, why it can't happen? Because a lot of things got to go There he right. goes again. I'm, see, just, you're, I'm, I'm being realistic, not, though. See, they, you're not. Your realism is the worst. That's no, not realistic. No. I now, understand think things about, don't always what go if your some, way. Okay, now, what if... Let me think Is about that. Is that not true? You're wrong. It always goes the right way. It always goes the right way. I never fucking lose. If you're playing in the NBA and you lose the game, you still won because you're in the NBA. Now, what if some... Now, think about this. Some kid says... You say to him, what do you want to do? What's your dream? I want to be a basketball player. He goes... Well, shit, I can't be a basketball player. I got to have this and that. He'd be like, get the fuck out of here. All you got to do is be good. Mm. Like, right? Yep. You have to, the way you attack your dream is the way you have to attack the dreams that make you uncomfortable just because you don't know how to do it. Mm. You knew you was going to be a basketball player because you know your skills. You're not confident in your skills, but you got to be confident in your skills. Just now what I saw is you do have enough confidence to be an actor. 
And why wouldn't you turn this into a scripted show as well as like The Office or something? You got everything you need. The amount of time it takes for you to set this shit up, you could be doing scripted. Trust me. Mm -hmm. The amount you got a lot of people on here. Who's the DP? Is there a DP or are you just setting up cameras? Y'all know about y'all know about cameras? What kind of lenses are these? Sony G Masters across the board. Can you put movie lenses on there, like Zeiss lenses? I got Zeiss lenses. I'll let you hold some lenses. And I got cameras. Can anybody here a writer? Can you just write a script? This is the location. It's about two ex-basketball players that argue over girls. Can you do that? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck's the problem? You guys know Showtime right now. I mean, get... Bruh, make your dreams come true. <laughs> I wish I had these variables. I mean, I do, mm. but I don't have Showtime. Mm. Pass the plug. Mm. We talked oh. about this already. And you guys still haven't passed it. Because it's our first time talking. <laughs> That was like That's our third time talking. <laughs> Pass the plug. So all you have to do is write a script, take these cameras. I'll, if you want, I'll let you hold the lenses, or you can rent some lenses. I like uh, Cook's Anamorphics. You can't lose with those. But you got the lights. What the fuck more you need? You already got the bodies. Which all you need is an editor. Who and you? Pardon? We need the Definitely. I gotta get. I would love to. You know. You know who used to make? Who made the lens? Chub Rock. He's like a scientist. He made a lens. Mm. That's what's bug me out. He was one of my favorite. He's one of my favorite rappers. Twice a month, I got to change my number, mm -hmm. cause these girls want a little lumber. Pause. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, literally, who's directing it? Cause I, it's one location. It should only take ten days. You can shoot ten pages a day, and you'll have a hundred fucking minutes. I can direct it. There you go. Done. Now you're gonna. Now your dream just came true. What's next? Mm. All right, what's your dream? It, it came true. It's cool, uh, it's cool. He ain't did nothing yet. <laughs> see, there you go again. You, you just, did a, you just did a, what I'm saying. You just did a scene. I'm sorry, I, I live in reality. See, you, you live in negative. I live in reality. But do you feel like you did a good job in that little scene right there? I was so stunned. No. You were so good. I didn't really know what to say. I was like <laughs> captivated by what you were saying. No, no. I, I feel I'm like you confident. might have just earned a spot you know in Painful too. Maybe. I think that's what you I'm, might have just I'm, did. This is your businessman, right? This is your manager. I think you might have just earned a spot. This is your you saw that? You saw how he did that? No, no. See, what he don't he, know. He threw you the alley-oop. <laughs> I just said it. Yeah, no, he really is. I've been so his manager. I've really been, been his manager. So I knew by yeah. his lingo that he was. That's what I, I, bro, yeah. I'm a businessman. I said, this must be your manager. These conversations we didn't have. Look at the alley-oop. Hey, but you got... Hey, hold on. Call the TV show alley-oop. Alley-oop. His manager. One thing that has to be... You got his hands sweaty again for like a year and a half. His hands... You got Jack's hands sweaty with all this positive talk. I was acting. I was acting. I got you my bag. No, we first started this show. He put me on the spot. He put me on the spot. Say your name is Sweaty Hands, boy. It used to be. And then it stopped for like a whole year and a half. He brought his He put me on the spot with the acting shit, so I had to go on my bag, y'all. My bad. Yeah, no, you good. I like it. Think positive. You said, uh, shit, what's mine? You have mine. a platform for people to watch. You already have an audience, bro. Mm. I mean, I don't see where... This is really easy if it's a slam dunk. I, You know? He said it. I mean, he made it seem very just, manageable. It is manageable. It's just we never think things through. We right. make things harder because, pause, it's the unknown. So it scares us. But there's no fail when you try. Mm. Trust me. It's art. No matter what. Expressing who you are because you love it Confidently is gangster. That's what a rock star does. That confidence. And <laughs> every and every 
what they call them pamphlets that we do for teams. They asked them what was one thing that I live by that my mama taught me when I was young, what she said to me. There's nothing beats a failure but a try. I got it tatted on me. Do me a favor, as his manager, this is what he does. He brings negative. Every time he brings a reason why it shouldn't happen, <laughs> don't. I don't buy into it. But don't even let him go. Don't even. Yeah. Just, there you go again. I'm realistic. Stay positive. Yeah. Only positive. He knows. Don't say nothing I'm negative. Realistic. Let him say. Let your let your manager be negative. Yeah. Don't think it's always a win. That's the thing. On a creative, when you're dreaming, there's nothing. There is no reason not to do it. It's a dream. Mm -hmm. So if you're being a creative. You got to be a dreamer. But when you you're not realistic when you're dreaming. That's a that's an oxymoron. You have a realistic dream. Nah, dream's supposed to be scary and unrealistic and never done before. That's a fucking dream. Dream big, they cost nothing. They're cheap. Why dream cheap? There's no sense to dream about Popeyes when you could afford some good vegan food. <laughs> <laughs> you dream about whack weed? I don't. No, hey, hell no. no. What, what is that? Right. You're like, oh, I'm dreaming. I'm like, I got weed, but, oh, but it could that? be bad. It might be some popcorn shit. Like, nah. <laughs> I'm not dreaming about no bum weed. You don't dream about a car and say you got to pay for the gas. Yeah. You feel me? Not at In all. the dream, everything works. That's the dream. Mm. 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 Now put that on paper, the visualization of the dreams. Because that's the script. Storyboards, if you want to take it to that level. And then you just get a fucking AD. Is anybody an assistant director in here? Have the AD break it down, give you a shot list. Ten pages a day. You got six cameras. You got them all. You don't need six cameras. You need three. You could have them three set up there, three set up there, going from scene to scene. You can make a fucking soap opera in here real easy. Or anything you want, really. And then do it in the metaverse. I throw you in 4D, I'll put you in my gallery in the metaverse. And on, on Newvork, and, you know, you'll be able to be yourself as a fucking avatar. Hey, what? Not 3D, 4D. All the Smoke team, what did I text in the motherfucking group chat a month How ago? can we get all the smoke in the metaverse? Come on, man, stop Should've playing. Should have called Dame Dash. I did. That's why I just did. It is. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> what you mean? You in the presence of greatness with Timbaland, Swiss Beats, and a young crop of new producers such as uh, Kanye. Neptune was just blazed. What was those, some of those recording sessions? Mm. Like, we got to see some of them. Mm. Uh, some like some of them went through uh, some of them Jay Z movies. And, but uh, the not, music not, not Jay Z were backstage was backstage. But, the, but but to me the, the, to me like like that this his music the the music he was a part of shaped our teens no our question. early twenties and, no and our mindset today. Especially state property. And, um, give, and give me an example of one session that had you in awe. So you know I'm pretty distracting. Yeah, I, I take up a lot of energy. So when they would be laying vocals and shit like that, I would sometimes not be there, but I would come back and just listen. So it would be like listening sessions. And if you like something, because they would be hits, you just would be playing it over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. But the sessions that were um, stand out are the ones with Biggie. Um, mm. The skits, making the skits, you know, watching... You know, like premiere, make a beat, shit like that. You know, I've been blessed to be in the studio with Biggie, bro. Mm -hmm. You know, to smoke with him and shit, for him to actually be my home. You know, those relationships do bug me out. And um, 
the thing is, when you when you become genuinely friends with people that are great, the friendship and you lose them, it hurts. Right. And and then when you see how it affects everyone else, you know, that'd be the bug out. It's like, damn, that was my friend, that was my homie and shit. Like, you know. And what what's fucked up now is because people are rapidly you're losing people that are famous that you get cool with mm. that it's almost becoming an uncomfortable norm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Comfortable with death. That's scary. <clears throat> well, that's just being cool with unrecognized trauma. And that's the reason why therapy is key. You know, even on my network, I have a show with Taj, uh, Healing is Gangster. But I get therapy every fucking week. It's like having a consulary. Me too. You got to. But you want a therapist that's going to speak your language. Important. You know, black people don't get therapy, so the study of people don't come from our culture. So sometimes the therapy is the wrong trauma, wrong experience. Mm -hmm. So, you know, having more of us that can talk to us. Mm. It's about language, you know. That's why I'm also part of this crew to OSG. It's 130 black principles all over the world. And they all speak our language, you know. The education that's presented to us is not in the language that we can even understand. You know, we're people that like to grow shit, not really kill shit. Mm -hmm. You know, we're people that like to be in the sun, not in a fucking room behind a desk for eight hours while the sun is out. Who's going to pay attention under them circumstances? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But again, it's, it's a program. So instead of complaining about it, we have to do it ourselves. And at the end of the day, racism isn't about anything but control. Mm -hmm. I like control, straight up. And so. fear. And people will accept us being bosses, being in control, if it's profitable. Right. So we know how profitable we are when mm. we're not in control. Mm. How profitable do you think we are when we are in control? Mm -hmm. like so why said, won't we just stick together so we can have the control? And like you said, it's beneficial for everyone when we empower. Yep. We don't, that's the thing. We don't want to be like, we're not scared. Mm -hmm. So our control doesn't come with, oh, we got to control everybody no. so they don't rebel. We all our control bosses. is, yo, make everybody rich so everybody mm -hmm. can be equal. Straight up. Mm -hmm. Social yeah. classes are so Straight people up. that are scared Feeling don't scarier. have to feel so scared. Mm -hmm. It's the only way they feel empowered. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, the thing that breaks my heart is to see a big, strong, rock star, cool gangster in the street and then have some nerd because the guy have more money from a different culture bow down. Mm -hmm. And I see it all the time. Like, he was a, he was a, he was a gangster in the street. He was mm -hmm. a boss. And now you letting this nerd pat you on the back that's not been through anything we've been through? Mm -hmm. I can't do it. It's, you know, I got to be able to live with myself when I'm taking a shower. I'm worried about what my girl thinks about me and my kids. And, you know, again, I still keep in touch with the people and the fabric that, you know, made me the man I am today. It, it would be intolerable for me to compromise on any level. Can't happen. What's your um, opinion on, on verses? Think it's dope. Think it's dope. Yeah, it's entertaining. Who's the verses you would like to see? 
Jay-Z and most deaf. Mm. I want to see Jay-Z and Wayne. Most deaf. Why most deaf? He's ill. He is ill. Super ill. It, it was always a battle that I wanted to see. Always, you said. You know something we don't know, of course. No, it's just I've been around both of them for a long, you know, long periods of time. And hip-hop is about different things, you know. So that, would, to me, would be the most entertaining one mm. for me because it, mm -hmm. it, it would be a battle that would be unexpected, I think. I don't think it'll ever happen, but that would be my dream battle. You know, I, I see a lot of people like, like, like a Tyler, the creator. I see a lot of most stuff on him. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if people see it, but I'm like... And then I remember, you know, because my little cousin, uh, my nephew, little Dash, and then they, you know, they always would put me on the who's, who's hot. So when, like, Tyler created, and they was, he was first in that crew, before anyone knew him, I went, and most stuff was there. Oh, really? Yeah. And it was, I'm like, you know, because that's what I used to do. I used to, like, I like to see the new shit and all that. And it never was intriguing my nephews because they're, they're real smart. Some Darian son? Yeah. Dan. Dash. No, that's my boy. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. And little Stevie, little Stevie's blowing up. He yeah. grew up, uh, you know, he, you know, he, they, 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 they like, you know, I got the coolest nephews in in, in the world. Yeah, and, and so, you know, but I, Stevie, they're, they're so cool that they don't even tell people they're related to. Me. Yeah, but if I come out with my little nephews and my son and all us together, you'd be like, damn, that's a swaggy crew. Mm. And the thing is, we're so independent that they all want to do things on their own. Right. But you know, again, we all collectively talk. And, you know, I give guidance where I can, but they all want to make their mark their own way. Mm, respect it. But what my thing to them always is, yo, I fought this hard, so you ain't got to do that. Right. Like, you know, you don't have to do that. Let he me, I did the, really I did the rough though. stuff. Right. He could really right. say that. But they'd rather go do it right. from scratch. Right. But, you know, they're ahead of the game. I raised them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, literally, you got to think. I had custody of my son when he was eight years old. And all of them were the same age. So, you know, I had the big house. Mm -hmm. So they all used to be together. And they were still outside. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it'd be like, you know, they their nanny was like a nanny with a gun that was a driver. And they had, you know, every car I wasn't driving was theirs. Mm -hmm. there huge playrooms and, you know, camp. You can think about it. I, I, I'll show you the videos. I got it documented. But they were bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's, this is why I have gray hairs, because of them. Shout out Darian and Sharice. My, yeah, my people. That's my yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's funny. So, yeah, I'm proud of little Darian. You know, we're making this movement, touring the world, and, mm -hmm. you know, they do it a certain way. But, uh, you know, <clears throat> hopefully even because I'm talking, it brings awareness to whatever they're doing. So, big shout oh, out to right. them. That's her. That's her. That's my oh. family. Yep. And my son, he's doing, the, you know, cryptocurrency, you know. And, you know, again, I was... On the TV show, they was making us look crazy, you know, and that's why I put money on E1's head. And also, we we channel and started did my own, so in love for a living, and that's the new show that's gonna come out, and you're gonna see what a family looks like and what we really fighting for. Mm. Cause my whole family, we a one. Me, mm -hmm. my daughters, we all good. You know, what I mean, they want to make and compromise someone's legacy by kind of cause dysfunction. And you put a camera on somebody that's showing a dysfunction, they run and they don't say shit. Mm -hmm. They out they out of there. You know, but they the ones profiting. And that right. narrative has to stop as well. That's right. why it was important for me to partner up with Fox Soul. Mm -hmm. And you go to Fox Soul, we on there four hours a day, every day right now. Mm -hmm. You know, seven days a week. And and that's and way more is gonna happen. And also I'm distributing movies as well. So Dame Dash Studios distribution, I got like 
20 movies on Tubi, Fox Soul, the whole nine. If you go to Fox Soul right now, my shit is on VOD. See, nobody's talking about this shit. What I'm saying is it's like, oh shit, they really did actually do a network on his own. By itself. Raised no money, not a dollar. And I did everything that they tried to do, but now I'm not, you ain't paying me, we busting down ads like bosses should. You know what I'm saying? So I don't expect anyone to give me any real estate. I got to buy it or take it. I don't want anybody to give me anything. I hate that. You know, then you got to be nice to them. I don't like it. You ain't got to be nice to us, but we're going to let you talk your shit on here for sure because I'm, le I'm learning a lot. I love it. I just can't wait to see the movie. <laughs> I'm going to hold you to it. I'm ready. You did and, it live. Uh, you did the whole thing live. Will you EP it? Broke the whole shit down. Will you EP it? Yeah. There we go. I mean, I just, you know, I just, right. I just gave you the blueprint. Simple. Right. It ain't that hard once you know it. If you don't know it, 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 you know, you can make an ass out of yourself. But I know it. And if you have a DP, you know, it's just all it is, pause. You want to direct it, right? You got to get your wide first, and then you get your close-ups. Or you just have all the cameras, but, you know, it depends on how you want to light it. And it's about the lighting, and it's about the glass. It don't matter about the camera. It matters about the glass. The glass is the, uh, the lens. Pain in Full Part 2 is going to be ridiculous. Can't wait till we in it. Yeah. You. I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait. Uh, early, I mean, you're talking about your network and all that. I love all this shit. But, but to me, I think it's important, too, for people to, 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 to really know all the different lanes you accomplished. So in 99, you jump into Rockaway, uh, the Rockaway line. But by 2020, or by the year 2000, made $100 million in sales. You had the blueprint of music. You took the same blueprint, mind, hustle, and just took it in every, obviously, in every step of the way. Hmm. What's the question? What was the clothing line run like? Frustrating. You know, everything that we did at a big level, including paid in full, I had to fight for. Not one thing that we did that you're celebrating now wasn't me having to be Dame Dash the asshole. Mm. And I was sick of the I told you so fact. Like, y'all made me fight you over this, and now you want to celebrate and act like nothing happened. And that's why I left, because it was like arguing with people with bad taste that had no power that thought they did. Mm. That usually in the street, I'd have been like, yo, you, you're going into Trump. There's no way you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you, bro. It'd be like, you know, internalizing. Think about... If you have to take a shit, a diarrhea cramp, how painful it is until you get the release. And when you finally release, you're like, oh, you're a little tired. You're like, but that, I'm good. Imagine emotionally having to internalize everything. Mm. Having an emotional a, a diarrhea cramp and you can't really project the way you want. You never get to take that emotional shit. It's painful. And I think that's what happens with everybody. They internalize. That's why I never would hold it in because I'm not going to have an emotional diarrhea cramp because of your fucking nerd ass. I release as soon as I feel it. As soon as I got to take a shit, I'm taking a shit. That's why I'm happy. <clears throat> what would you guys have been like if you had social media back in the day? Particularly in that hard knock probably life. Jail. Tour we probably would have been in jail. <laughs> Too much. Jail. On the business side, but you say the business can do no business in jail. I don't know, bro. You know, I was a different guy back then, and I've been doing my version of social media the whole time. I was the guy that always had a camera, and everybody mm. said I was extra. 
Mm. I'm the guy that taped everything. Mm. I'm the guy that took the pictures. Before, I always, you know, with all my friends I've been with, I always had to have a camera, a real camera, because I had to send them pictures. Mm. You know, I had somebody whose job it was to send my friends pictures to jail. I'm telling you, it's a different time. So, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I tend not to do that, the what if, so much, because it doesn't do nothing for me. Mm -hmm. You know, I just know about what, I just appreciate how hard it was, pause, back then, and how easy it is now. What I learned is I don't have to go outside. Yeah, right. And also, I have a voice without having a, a buffer. Right. So, probably what would have happened is the world would have evolved a lot quicker, and people wouldn't have thought I was, I wouldn't have had to yell for people to finally listen 10 years later, you know? If you look at what I've been saying for the last 20 years, it's pretty consistent. But the way people were looking at me is the thing that's different. It's true. August 25th, 2001. How did that day change your life? You know, that was the day I got a broken heart. I didn't know what it felt like to really, really have my heart broken. And it was a day that I had to learn how to appreciate life. It was a terrible day. What was she like as a person? I mean, we got a, a brief glance at her music, her, her she's coolest, acting. Coolest girl in the world. Person. Just she was the coolest girl in the world. Period. Just the, the girl you wanted to hang out with every day, all day. See, a lot of people didn't know that we were together till after because we didn't really want to be bothered. Right. We would go places where nobody was because we just wanted to hang out with each other. I was amazed about how powerful she was and how she affected people, but she was so well versed, you know. Honestly, if it wasn't for Lee, I wouldn't have been able to recognize Rocky now. Because first of all, I didn't know what in love felt like. Mm. And, um, you know, I was always, I never thought I would find a girl like her again. And it was weird that it ended up being Raquel. You know what I mean? So without ever going through love, you might not know how to recognize it mm. until it's gone. But what I'm appreciative of is that we did recognize it and we celebrated each other's love. There was never anything I didn't get to not tell her except don't, don't get on that plane, you know? That's the one thing I regret. I actually referenced it a lot. Um, before she was getting on the plane, you know, she, you know, the Blackberry, she had me the Blackberry. She said, I don't like the plane. And I said, well, don't get on it. And um, she was like, nah, I got to. You know, it was a different situation, but she had to do this video. And that was one of the times I wasn't an asshole, you know. And if I'd have been an asshole that day and really stood behind what I believed in, she wouldn't have got on that plane. So now when situations come up and I'm like, damn, I don't want to kill the vibe, but I'm like, I'd rather kill the vibe now than be all fucked up later. Mm -hmm. Talk about her impact, her legacy on music, and not just that part. Well, you know, the fact that every single day I get tagged on pictures of Aaliyah. Like, it's like, I don't want to say like a cult, but the love is just gets stronger. A legend. It? Yeah, but it's just like people really, it really fucked a lot of people up. You know, the, I, I've seen people, a lot, like several, that still have not recovered mm. at all. Like just disappeared off the face of the earth. You know what I'm saying? Like seriously. And um, 
what I do sometimes think about is what would have life been like if she did not transition in that way and what she would have became. And it's the same thing. It's like, I think about that. What would Biggie be today? What would Pac be right now? Mm. Just curious to know what the older version of these people and right. what their legacy is. Mm. What they really, like they just got started and they were doing so well and so far ahead of the game. You know, the only way I can equate it, it was just the world didn't deserve her. Mm. You know, mm. and she went through a lot and it was like, I'm just glad that she got to feel this kind of love before something like that happened. But, you know, it's another reason why I don't like dudes a lot. We had Kevin uh, Hart as a guest. He said you, uh, you kind of helped him in his, his first opportunity with uh, Paper Soldiers. What was it like and what did you see in Kev to give him an opportunity? Yep. <clears throat> you gonna break me too? <clears throat> Yeah, you know, I directed Kev's first couple of movies and took him off his stage and put him in the movie the next day. Um, I like that Kev was safe, you know, and uh, I knew that he had that commercial potential. I thought it was funny how he could tease himself, but I heat Kev up all the time, you know. When I see him, it's like a snap fight that I usually win. <laughs> Always, 100%. You know, so, yeah, to me, it's like uh, I see a lot of the ingredients in a lot of people, but some of them don't realize their potential. So there's people that I think are funnier than Kev that did not make it, but they didn't have the work ethic mm. or maybe they didn't make certain sacrifices or compromises, you know, so. I see and there's so many different people that I could be like, but this is the person that should have did it, mm. but they just was right. fucking up. One reason you know, or another. They just was just not, not, didn't have the discipline. It's a discipline like in basketball. How many dudes do you know that are super nice that yeah, could have made right. it if they would have just mm -hmm. played, did, had the discipline, they just didn't have the discipline. Yeah. Too many. It's the same thing. Mm -hmm. So it's actually, I'm actually rather like, if you would rewind, and the people that, like, I wouldn't have expected Kanye to be the person that was the most successful of all of us in this moment. That was not what I was expecting. I wouldn't expect so many people that have become certain things. It really bugs me out. Like, you know, 20 years ago, it would have been like, yo, you know, in 20 years, we're going to be suing each other. You know what I'm saying? Right. We're going to be in court. Right. You know, Kanye's gonna be owning the gap and Adidas. Man, I mean, get the fuck out of here. That's gonna, I'm gonna be doing all that. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. but I didn't, I would have thought it may have been, there's certain other people that I thought would have gotten there as well. Mm. So almost, almost everyone that didn't get there that I started with, I'm surprised they're not all there. So I'm actually more shocked that I don't have more of the people that I, um, invested in, you know, with, in Forbes. You know what I mean? If we, I think, if we would all stayed a unit, everyone would have been on Forbes. It would have been like twenty billionaires, mm. not two. Mm. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk? Get vaccinated. But But nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. With the success of Paid in Full, you broke the news not too long ago that you're going to do uh, part two. What what motivated you to bring that back? No, I was always going to make it over. I needed to have my own television network. Mm. You, you know what kind of fight I went through to make Paid in Full, bro? Mm-mm. Man, listen, man, it was lawsuits. I'm fighting it. I literally had to fight in the street with mm. Paid in Full. Damn. You know what I mean? Motherfuckers was getting smacked. I got sued. You know? You're like, why you shooting motherfuckers acting like they own the block and shit like that? More like people just getting in business that was not theirs. Right. You know, you know. again, it was a thing convincing people that don't know what they're talking about mm-hmm. and be having to be prepared to pay for it myself. And you know, I remember when, like, when they pay for it, they're in control. Right. But because it's my name, right. I got to deal with everything in the street. That's Backlash. more important, much more important. But even though, like, they think I'm the one with all the money and I made this money, I'm like, yo, I got a little fee off that. Like, Paint the Fool wasn't my most profitable movie at all. Mm-hmm. That was my first deal. And after that deal, I knew I had to do it myself. But I also didn't ever want to put myself in a position again where I had to fight to do it the right, right. way. Right. So, you know, it's like, I'm not going to try to convince you to do certain things 
And I know my work is so good, you should be begging to do certain things. So I just wasn't going to bring it out till there was a demand or I could have the control to do it in a way where I don't have to fight. You know, I want it to be a pleasant experience. It should be therapeutic because the truth will be told. You know, I had to do a lot of compromising. I couldn't cast who I wanted to cast. You know, I had to make compromises. You wouldn't, and you know what? You wouldn't know that from seeing the movie. You nah, it worked out. Yeah, but it was conditions. Mm -hmm. So like, Wood Harris, I didn't want Wood Harris to play uh, Az. I wanted Tracy Morgan to play Az. And they wanted, um, damn, who they wanted to play? I just forgot his name. But I wanted Cam, so I was like, I'll let y'all use Homie, because Az was a little more heavy set. Mm -hmm. If Cam could play. Homeboy. And, but my condition was that he had to spend two weeks with him. So he had to study him. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I made them all study certain characters. Mm -hmm. I was able to coach Makai, you know, just, and I had Jay Black, because Jay Black was his lieutenant, and that's like, like my brother. And, you know, he was able to coach him. So he was able, like, everybody was able to be with those particular characters. And, Cam didn't necessarily act like him, but he did it well. But he didn't mm -hmm. have like the high pitched voice or the fast talk, but he just had the the mannerisms to play that. But Cam went through a lot. You know, he got shot over that role. Mm. In really? Washington. Yeah, that was over that. Yeah. You know? And um even like, and I, you know, he's never told this story, but like it was times you know, I didn't really realize what happened. He was like, I was asking him to do another role once. He was like, yo, bro, I got shot over. Cause it was scene, it was a certain scene that he was like, I don't want to do that scene. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, it's gonna be too much. So I almost when I found out that I I felt a little responsible and I never wanted to put anybody in that position again. Cause people take this story really serious. Mm -hmm. So it has to be really done completely right. correctly. Mm -hmm. You know, but there was a lot of layers that happened and perspectives that weren't told. It was from one person's perspective. It was from A's perspective. Mm -hmm. But this perspective is from a, a, a different perspectives. So, like I said, the lynch mob, which is like my block, you know, that's Lou Sims. And, you know, he just came home mm -hmm. and he has a perspective. And Jay Black has a respect perspective. And Kevin Childs has a perspective. And their truth is the truth. It is what it is. And the other people that we're actually there, you know, you're going to get their perspectives. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I did a deal with the BBS boys. I did a TV show with them. And now I'm casting the cars first. You know the what I mean? The killed the shit in the first but, one, but, boy. But mm. no, but, you know, this is, to me, this is going to be art. So right now, the first level is casting the cars. I'm, there's a car in London right now that the BBS boys are about, I don't even want to say what it is, the holy grail of BBS cars. Can you tell us the time frame this next, what part two will be in? Or are you saving that? Well, it'll be, I'll probably pick it up right after it happens. Because a lot went on then. Mm. And like I said, I was there. So, you know, he was hitting us with work too. I took an L on that one. Everyone did, but particularly. So you're going to pick up right where you left off, you said? Sort left of. off, sort of. Okay. Sort of. Uh, in that time frame. Yeah. And I hope people don't expect me to have the same actors. These guys are older now, so right. it's not going to be the same. Right. I wasn't in the first one. Yeah. That shit. Yeah, I'm in this one. <laughs> if you could play anyone and paid in full, who would it be? 
That's a good question. If I could play anyone and pay it for, I would be Calvin. Right now? Yes. Okay. I got. I know that is. I'll tell you offline. Okay. You can yeah. do that. Seen that movie too many times. I damn didn't know his lines, bro. Nah, but you don't understand that whole story, though. It's really deep. Yeah, I just understand it from the movie, right? Yeah. See, like they touched on, but the real what really happened was it's heavy. Yeah. With all the things, spaces you've been successful in, you continue to be successful. Is there one that stands out to you the most? Outside of fatherhood. I think um, the Rachel Roy, the fashion. You know, people don't talk about that so much. Mm. You know, that I was able to take a brand and in like, you know, three years, had it in Bergdorf Goodman. You know, it wasn't uh, urban, smarter business brand. It was, you know, real fashion. You know, CFDA really got into the, the world of it and then was also able to diffuse it and have it in Macy's, you know? So the fashion business to me is like probably the one with the most taste and discipline. But the things I'm doing now, like making comic books, like there's a movie I'm making, Dead Weight, and we made a comic book out of it. And, you know, my girl just did a kid's book. You know, Dusko Goes to Space and she made a cartoon. I'm always really inspired by things I've just never done. Mm. The football league. So, you know, again, that shit I did was 20 years ago. For that to be the most impressive thing that I did would, to me, right. be disappointing. Right. Right? I did that shit 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I can't come back and do the same thing again. It wouldn't be inspiring to me. It would be the right. same shit. Right. You know, I'm a person that likes to look at myself as like an industry conqueror. You know, I don't want to be known really as That's an entertainer. Crazy. That's crazy. That's I funny. want to be known as like mm -hmm. the Mark Anthony or Julius Caesar of industries and of fighting for our culture, but with the, you know, the black anything where you live. You know, back in the Roman days, you were not considered famous. It didn't matter how rich you were, you weren't famous unless you won a war. So I like to be known for winning wars or at least fighting hard, violent, you know, as hard as I could. Mm -hmm. That, you know, I don't want to be famous for bending the knee. I don't want to be patted on the back by them. I want to be famous by chap for challenging them, but also being profitable. I want to be famous for showcasing what a healthy family life looks like, so much so that everyone wants to have a healthy family life. Mm. I want to change education. I want to change therapy. I want to change the way we look at rehabilitation from trauma, which is a prison. But again, I want to change the way we heal. You know what I mean? I want us to be landlords. I want to change the economic temperature for everybody. I want the circle of success, everybody rich. I want everybody rich. That's all I want. If you had a billboard with a message for the world, for everyone to see, what would your message on your billboard be? Mm -hmm. A one word billboard? No, it could be a, a sentence, it could be a word, it could be... I would say dream big, you know, and keep people off. Like, I think the main thing people have to do is keep people away that distract 
your vision of the win. I can't, I don't want to visualize the negative mm-hmm. unless I have to. You know? If, if it's something I've never done before, I don't know what problems are going to present themselves. That I know. I could never factor them. There's always shit that I just was, could never imagine were, was, a, was a factor. Like, make sure you have a good hard drive. Pause. A really good hard drive. What's the hard drive we get, Nicolette? Yeah, get a G-Raid. Because I've lost footage before. This shit sucks. The machines break down. You know, batteries die. Really, when the machines break, that shit slows you the fuck down. You know, always make it's dude, so it shouldn't be so makeup or, or hair. But, you know, factor that. You don't want your shit ready, and then you're waiting for people to fucking be getting their hair done. Because mm-hmm. time is of essence. I don't, you're probably not in the union, but still, you know, 12 hours is 12 hours. It's a long time. And you don't want to spend, and you have to block. Don't get there the day of. You know, these are, pro- you know, it's got into every, these are all problems that I've had on movie sets. Mm-hmm. So the next time I make sure they don't happen again, right. but I would not have known these things unless I made the movie, I but y'all could learn from them. Right. And let, I did it. the rough stuff. Right. You worked that hard, so we can. Like, bro, I got 20 filmmakers. And Dame Dash Studio, my man Omar has curated them. All of them, because to, to finish a film, you got to be a general. You know, you have to lead soldiers. It's a plan. It's like you have to manage, like starting a company and fucking getting crewed up every time unless you have a consistent crew. I was like, you already got a crew. The rough stuff is over. All you really need is a line producer to organize it, but you could probably do it yourself, you know? So there's just... Unless you do certain things, you just will not know it. So you can't factor why not to do it. He's like, I'll learn when I'm there. If it, if it ain't putting me in jail, or it's not going to kill me, or impair anyone's health around me or myself, why not try? So like in the street, I'm just taught to swing on a nigga and just, you got to fight it out. So, you know, you could get hurt. But where can you get hurt here? If you're having fun, mm-hmm. when you're doing what you love, it doesn't feel like work. Mm-hmm. People be asking me like, yo, why you don't go to sleep? I'd be like, yo, my life's better than my dreams. Mm. I wake up looking forward to what I'm doing every single day. That's a dope feeling. It is. Mm-hmm. That's wealth, mm. ha- happiness. That's wealth and happiness. Art detecting what you like, not what everyone else likes. Like, to me, being too famous means you got to be outside too much. That means you have to be outside around people you don't know too much. When you're outside, where are your kids? Right. I thought we was doing this just so we could be with our kids. I'm not doing this so I could be outside more. I'm doing this so I could be with my kids. Period. And if you're doing it for any other reason, that's why you're not happy. Because love's not involved. That's not your currency. I'm not going to spend the money. I don't even... I work for my children and my girl. I'm an employee for them. Right. Literally, I don't, I, don't have no, I don't get nothing. All I... All, money just goes into paying people. Niggas, I don't get to look at money. You know, I want them to keep the broke shit on me. Keep that <laughs> shit. Leave me the fuck alone. Right. I'm trying to build this dream over here. Mm. 
and be high while I'm doing it. Straight up. Mm-hmm. Ain't no better way. Quick hitters. First thing to come to mind, let me know what you think. If they were to create a biopic about your life, who would play you? No idea. Okay, Probably baby no. Dusko, Boogie, my son, maybe um, Lucky. I don't, you know, I don't know. I mean, to be me, it's like you got to be really, 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 really cool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I don't know. I don't. They, you know. they, they did it's up. like you know when they were doing the Dame Dash challenge. <laughs> <laughs> The Dame Dash Challenge. That nigga's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like people were, tri- yeah, but no one could really get it. This is yeah, it's a rhythm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't realize it was so difficult. <laughs> <laughs> when people with no rhythm doing it, it's gonna look different. Now people with rhythm try, but they can't. It's just it's you know, it's, you. A, it's the jump back people can't really get. Yeah. When was the last time you did it? I'll probably do it tonight. I'm rehearsing. I, I'm in a band. I'm in a rock band. The Black Guns. I got the best kids. I, the verses, I'd be, I be looking for a rock band to verses. I want to verse a, a rock band. Mm. I would verse somebody. I'd do a verses with my band. Where can we find your guys' music at? Spotify, right now. But you'll be able to get it on the NFT, too, in a minute. Mm. But yeah, Spotify, right now. Black Guns Therapy. But we gonna, I stopped rehearsals because... Um, so the music division is Blue Rock, right? So Nicolette's an artist. She's the best. She's right there. First of all, she will take anybody's girl in here, right there. Mm-hmm. She is an assassin, <laughs> and she has a movie coming out. But she plays it. She has a. I have a. I have a. I have a country music record coming out. Me and her on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. I got rock and roll records. You singing I, or rapping? Sing. I'm rap. I sing. sing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you want to get a nice laugh? Put it. You want to play it? Play it right now. You say a nice laugh. <laughs> Play it right now. Play it right now. But we we gonna be right. pull it out. <coughs> Someone pull it out. I got videos and all that. You can see all that. As a matter of fact, it plays on Fox Soul, the rockumentary. Our last show is at the Peppermint Lounge. But in New York, Lower East Side, the Canary Club in Newark. Oh yeah, big shout out to Do It All too. He running for city council. You know? Shout, shout out to the commission too. I'm part of something called the commission. So it's Eddie Milton, Senator Eddie Milton of Gary, Indiana, about the renaissance that uh, Congressman Andre Carson, the OSG, but Dennis McKeezy mainly, he curated all these principles for that. Uh, my man Taj for therapy, a therapist, and Melanie. Um, uh, Dr. Pinnell, you see her on CNN every single day. Black woman doctor that she could play Dame Dash. She's the illest. She's, <laughs> she got that swag. I would never argue with her. And Bishop Pinnell, um, and, uh, and do it all. You know, and uh, we're part of something called the commission, and we get together, we deal with things, and you know, laws get passed. You know, mm-hmm. like they don't teach us how to be politicians mm-hmm. in school or how to lobby for a law. Like, mm-hmm. think about it. Every law that was passed mostly was passed a hundred years ago, ninety years ago, whatever it was, by people that had slaves. Mm-hmm. So anyone right. that had a slave should not be able to pass a law. Right. So yeah. all laws are defunct right now. They all need to be done over. Yep. But we complain and shit. But the only way to make something legal is to make it a law. So literally, I could be talking to Eddie Milton. He listens. He go drafts that shit up, and I've seen him go past laws just mm-hmm. based on our conversations. Mm-hmm. And that's the circle you want to be around. People like that. The OSG on Tuesdays, they or, or, or when's OSG? Thursdays. Today's Thursday. So today at 7.30, a principal will have a TV show on. Because these are the people that need to be celebrated, and we got to stick together and showcase that. They never showcase when we're helping each other. Right. Mm-hmm. They don't show... Now, this OSG thing... Again, 120, like, like, principal, I got a book coming out. He was just on Ellen, all type of shit, right? 
the principals. I do principal summits. I, I do a class every Tuesday and, 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 and teach the, the principals about how to be entrepreneurs so they can show the kids. They done built Dame Dash it. Studios and Westside High and all these different, um, in the Bronx, um, and, um, all these different schools. They don't write about that shit at all in the newspaper. They know about it. They on my grant, mm -hmm. but they never talk about that shit. I could walk into a glass wall, they put that shit all over. I have, I have a fight with somebody in my culture, they put that all, I go to court, I don't pay a bill, but whenever we're doing something that's really, really good, mm -hmm. and they know about it. Like, I've had my publicists push the stories and no one take it. But when they ask me my opinions on homie all day, mm -hmm. why they don't showcase that? Because they won't, and I don't expect them to, I'm not mad. So I got own. my own network. That's why you got your own. Make my own magazines. Mm. Make my own movies. Mm. Again, own. Mm. We got to own. We got to be the landlords. We can't be mad at them about their rules in their house. Right. We got to build our own house. Mm -hmm. Period. There's no other way. Fitting in will not work. You can't yeah. expect your oppressor to let you out of jail. The warden ain't going to give you the keys, not especially when it's making them money. Right. You know, prisons are private sector. They're mostly owned by people that don't give a fuck about anything but the money. Mm -hmm. They want to keep you in there. Right it's about that bed that the government pays for. Yep. <laughs> Why would somebody that owned a jail want people to stop committing crimes? They, they want to build a bigger jail. Mm-hmm. Crazy. A hotel for slavery. Mm-hmm. Legal. Legal. Like, why you there? Why, like, why it ain't no... It should be therapists all over the jail as soon as you get there. As soon as you got a charge, you should have a fucking therapist. The trauma is what got you there in the first place. I'm yeah. telling you, it's the program. Mm -hmm. But again, I ain't, again, I'm like, yo, that was a good play. You know, when you're playing somebody in chess or somebody in basketball, if they got an ill move where they prepared, after you, if you, they beat you, you like, yo, that was ill. Mm -hmm. I just got to get better. That's us. We, we, we so mad that they prepared. Nah, we got to get prepared. Right. That's, we should be more mad that we not prepared. Over-prepared. This is the time to really get together and talk it out. Make a plan. Plans don't happen overnight. You got to sit down and really write them shits out. So, you know, when I, remember like when, when I spoke to you about the league, I didn't, okay. I didn't really talk to you first. I sent you a deck. Mm -hmm. I had to give a visual. And now I got a deck about how to be an owner. I had mm -hmm. to study this shit. Mm -hmm. You can't just say, oh, I want to be an owner of a team and then just, you know, you'll end up losing everything. Right. You got to study. Study the craft. And a lot of things that we think we can't do or we're not allowed to do, if you read the fine print, you could do it. That's what they do. They read the fine print. You just got to study. You got to work at it. The best team is the most prepared team. Look at life like you look at sports. The one that is the most disciplined, has the best workout, you know, most of the time, the people that are successful aren't the best at what they do. They just are the best at working the hardest mm. at what they do. Mm. The discipline. But if you're not doing something you love, you ain't going to want to do it. That's so you have to find what you love, something you would do for free, and then that's what you do every day, all day. Get paid for doing something you would do for mm. free. Like basketball. Mm. Like, I know y'all got to be laughing, motherfuckers, breaking their leaving their Achilles tendons on the court for no money, just for fun. Right. You got to do it for a job. Yeah. That was our job. <clears throat> but at least y'all was getting paid millions. Right, yeah. right. right.
Motherfuckers doing that shit, hurting themselves, like the healing for, and they gotta, for nothing. For no, and they gotta they, pay they for got, it when they, they get hurt. Miss work. And miss work and be uncomfortable and all that for yeah, fun. Man, crazy, right? Well, they, that's why I love gaming. I'm, I love to see all the kids that were thought they thought they was gonna be losers because they play video games. Millionaires now. Yeah. Because they're making money at what they are. Most of, like, my son, they used to be like, oh, he has ADD. And I'd be like, there's no way he has ADD. He, what, he plays video games. He's focused all day long when he plays. He just doesn't focus on what he don't like. Period. Mm. That's not ADD. That's, I'm not dealing with that. <laughs> right. I don't have to pay attention to you. Mm-hmm. That's all. Period. So find something that makes you focus. Like, you know, people gamble. They don't feel time. You in the club, all of a sudden the club's over, you having fun, you're like, damn, that shit was five hours already? Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's a long ass time to be in the club for. <laughs> I can't believe I'm 50. I'm having so much fun. Right. I'm like, I can't be 50. Mm. I'm 50, man. That shit bugs me out. That's dope. I'm having too much fun. I'm like, yo, my run has just begun. Mm-hmm. And I've been having fun the whole time. Right. My whole adult life, I've, I don't know, I've, I, you know, I was a mogul, a hip hop mogul at 21. Mm. That dream came true. Like most people still trying to be hip hop moguls mm. at like 50. Mm-hmm. That, it's just, I got that out, out, out my off system. Out the rip, yeah. Off the rip. I want to make sure y'all getting paid for this. Nah, we not. Oh, we're damn. Not. Yeah, this no, one. not that one. Not <laughs> no, that one. See, I do the alley-oop too. Yeah, this is some one. good ass water. Yeah, but. This shit here? Yeah. Path? Yeah, talk mm. to him. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your top five lyricists of all time. Ooh. Can't do it. Give me five. Not it gotta be one, two, three, four. Five, five. you like. Who's five it. you listen to? I'm not doing that one. <laughs> I'm 50, bro. Like, you know what I mean? You have to ask me, like, what decade do you talk? I, okay. I've been there. I'm 50. I've been doing this since I'm like 19. No, yeah, like 18. So I'm gonna tell you, I'll tell you this. The one person that I, I think that the world didn't really get to, like, could have had that chip is Jay Electronic. Hmm. I, I wish that. That's my hockey. You know, he owes me an album. He has an album. I have an album with him that he needs to put out at some point. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that was one dude that I was begging to come out. Like, yo, bro, I didn't want to just come out because he was that good when that when he was rocking up back. Mm-hmm. When I forgot the name. Dun-dun-dun. So there's certain artists that I'm like, but, you know, he, he, he's an artist, so you can't really knock it. Like, that's interesting within itself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So there's certain artists that I feel should be way more known that are really good lyrically. Mm-hmm. That I would say, like, a lot of, some artists that I would say that you never, they never came out. Mm-hmm. But I've seen so many different rappers, you In know. In your life. Like, to today. Like, because even the rappers now, you, you, you'd be surprised which one just out of respect and that are, know that I'm going to give the game for free. Because I don't think an OG should charge you for right. advice. That's your job. Right, right. Anybody that charges yeah, for right. advice is not an OG. Right. He's, a, he's, not, he's more of an asshole. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're supposed to get out of the way. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Y'all got weed? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> roll up. Roll up. But, um, you know, it's funny. I was going to pluck this one out the window. And I was like, I'm gonna need this I got, shit. I got a fresh one right here for my this is my company. Well, I, I gotta, gotta hit it. 
I will, but I, 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 you know, it's a special blend. I, okay, I, I yeah, smoke okay. OGs. Okay, I'm very yeah. particular about the weed. No disrespect. Yeah, no, I, I feel I'll it. Smoke it, but I, no, I, I feel it. No, I don't want you. I, I don't I want get, you to feel pressure to do anything. No, 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 no. I have to cut it with some Fanta. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This might hit you a little different. Yeah, this seven leaves is. No, is it OG? Is it OG? Nah, uh, but it's some shit. It's that Van Damme. And <laughs> <laughs> the black slush for real. Stuck on an island. Three shows or movies you're watching on repeat. Oh, I'm always on. It depends on who I'm with. Like the last time yourself? I was, but I'm by myself. I, 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 why would I go to an island by Man, myself? Man, just answer the question, Dad. God damn, I'm not, I'm not Lenny Kravitz. I'm answer the question, bro. Island. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> you stuck go on an island. Damn shit. You got three movies or shows you can watch. <laughs> I love this thing, man. Why would I go myself? by myself? <laughs> Stuck, stranded. Probably like Scarface and Godfather. You know, if I'm by myself, I'm gonna watch some gangster shit. Mm -hmm. But if I'm on an island, like full of girls, I probably watch the L Word or some shit like that. I mean, it depends on my company. But if I'm by myself, I'm, I usually watch gangster shit Once or some sick documentaries. Yeah, see, that's how I'd be the same way too. Shit, I'd rather just watch them myself than with anybody. Yeah, like the gangster joint, like when I'm like, usually like if I, if I ever have, this hasn't happened in a while, but you know, where like there'll be a Sunday and they're playing like The Godfather, yeah. or I'll be stuck the whole day. Once Upon a Time in America. Yeah, all of that. Yeah, I watched that. I watch like that nighttime often. when Rocky falls asleep, that's when I get to watch like all my narcos and yeah. I like Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders, I can't wait for the new season. You know, I know that real family. Yeah. Yo, you know that's Tyson, Tyson Furies, that's his family. Really? You see, they say the Furies, right? Um, yeah, they reference the Furies, that's his family. Mm. Now, they the real deal. Yeah, and that shit is dope. Is it? Shit me, that shit is dope. That's so dope. Yeah. It's dope. So I, I don't know the Fury, but I know the, like, the other family. I'll tell you offline. Yeah, mm. it's but dope. Yeah, it's, mm. Dope. But like when I was watching, I was like, I bet that's about them. And that was. I was like, oh shit. Peaky but they fresh on there too. I've actually designed, like I, I design, you know, like I design everything I wear, I usually design. But I've designed, I've been inspired. I've designed suits based on Peaky Blind. Yeah, they like be collars clean. and shit. They don't yeah. fuck around. Yeah, they don't and I also around. used to watch The Godfather. If you look at The Godfather, the suits in The Godfather are crazy. So like, you know, I'm into fashion, right? right? So I used to, like I have a bunch of old movies. Because back in the day, that's when everybody used to wear suits. Right. And if you look at the suits in the old movies, motherfucker Clean. suits is cold, bro. Mm -hmm. Cold. So I always watch old movies to get inspired to make, you know, what mm -hmm. I do. Because I make suits. I make everything. But I just do it in a way like it's more boutique for... for like, like for me, I, I don't know that... Like, I feel like I'm more like vinyl. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be so pop culture-y. To me, that gets kind of like... I don't want everybody. I want you to be in the know. I want, like I said, I want it to be a certain level of fan, a smart, cultured, sort of a following. Like all again, all that matters to me is I'm celebrated by my family, which is my culture. Mm -hmm. So as long as I'm famous there for doing certain things, I'm. I, that's all I want. Yeah. So I guess the point I was making is, a lot of what I do is not meant for everybody. Mm -hmm. Like my, damn near everything. Because I've already tried to speak people that just don't talk boss. They talk slave. Mm. And I can't talk slave and I don't expect them to talk boss. Mm. I don't understand slave. I don't expect them to mm. understand boss. Mm, mm, mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But at, at first I did. Right. You know, I, 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 being young and being like, oh, when I get to this level, I'm expecting people to be so 
much better than me because they've done it. You know, I'm looking at people on TV and and when I get to these big corporations, I'm like, this is who's running this shit? All this time? Very disappointing. Mm. So I learned really early, like, if think about all the things I did with using other people's money or working with bigger corporations. But really think about everything I've done on my own. And for me, it was, I wasn't winning unless I did it on my own. That was the challenge to myself. Because I already got there the other way so fast. It's so easy to, mm. you know, work with them. And, and, but you got to serve. It's not easy because you got to serve up your culture. Like what I was finding on the other side is the more I served up my culture, the more I was being celebrated. And I was like, once I became aware of that, you can't look the other way. I just think that's the problem. People look the other way. And I just don't. I can't. Thank you. Funniest thing that's happened to you recently? Something one of your, one of your Frenchies did or something? Funny thing happened to me recently? Nicolette, what I do stupid lately? We do a lot of stupid shit after 9 o'clock. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's your spot? You walked into the glass? I walked... That was the funniest shit to you. <laughs> that she found that funny. Yeah, I walked in. It was, I was uh, <laughs> that was what I was saying I was with um. <laughs> so this is what happened, right? So I had a, they gave me an iced coffee, and we was going to do an interview with an artist that I work with, Hassan, and it was with the dude that made Entourage. So I was doing him a favor, but I didn't realize they were live, so I was late because I was doing something else. So when we got there. I didn't want to leave the coffee in there because, you know, I don't want to pick up warm coffee or, you know, whatever. So I took it to throw it away. So I'm walking with the dog and I'm walking and they got all the cameras on me. <laughs> they all cameras. You could you Google it because it was like on TMZ. So, and I walked right into the fucking wall. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> but I did it so cool that I edited it up myself and put it out just to see if... and. Like I said, if you Google it, Damon walks into a fucking wall. Yeah. But said, actually, he has a TV show where it showcases it. It's like some, like, Larry David kind of shit. Bloopers. Uh, but it'll be not like Larry David. It's like, you know, sarcastic. He's a real sarcastic dude. Mm -hmm. And it, it comes on Fox Soul, I think, next week or the week after. And that, that scene is in it. It was like almost like it was written for it, but <laughs> I did walk into that glass. Thanks for that. He said that. He, said he was that feeling good. He, he was said, feeling good. Hey, he said that shit was funny to you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but it was funny. It was hilarious, actually. Five dinner guests, dead or alive? Yashua. I'd like to talk to him. That's the real name of Jesus. I know you know that. Of course. I picked it up. Yeah. Um, probably Moses. Mm. Um, I would really like to have a conversation with Bob Marley and Jimi Hendrix. Hmm. I never had conversations with them. And I never got to see them perform live, so I'd be real intrigued by that. Uh, what's the dude's name? Was it Hannibal? That was riding the elephants that was uh, warring with everybody? Mm -hmm. I, I would definitely love to kick it with Hannibal. 
Malcolm X, Martin Luther King. It's a hell of a table. We oh, never had a... oh, King Cut. <laughs> I want to talk to King Tut. Mm-hmm. Damn it, I need to talk to Alexander the Great. Julius Caesar, I want to talk to him. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Who would you want to smoke with all of them people? All of them? Bob Marley. Bob Marley, for sure. If I could, that's it. Bob Marley and Jimi Hendrix, we roll yeah. it. That would be crazy. Even dudes, right? But girls, Janice Joplin. I would love to smoke so, Janice Joplin. It's funny you say that. She's from my hometown, Port Arthur, Texas. Damn yep. it. Yeah, I fucked with her. She's right. Janice Joplin. And uh Elvis. I'd be like, yo, you I wanna have I would wanna have like a dance off <laughs> you stole my shit. <laughs> but I would want to talk to him because he was he was cool though, but he was still kind of racist from what I heard. But uh other than that, you know. Let me ask this question. I want, to, I want his opinion on this. What was your opinion on Pac? Um, I was like in the middle of what was going on with Pac. Again, it was a sad thing, but it wasn't a surprising thing, mm-hmm. you know? So. Again, you know, us, we was looking at it like, damn, he's powerful, but he was causing a lot of problems, you know, with, with the East-West shit. And um, it was just like, it it, it it was it was the way they wanted it to happen. And that's what had me tight. Right. You know, it was like, they it was like. They wanted him to crash. They, they wanted that crash. That was like a big advertisement for what happens if you have a voice. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I didn't, I didn't, I, I, I didn't think he deserved that narrative for them, you know. But it, it, it's almost like for me, it, it, he almost knew what was going to happen, and to me, that's why he was making so many records. So his voice would still be here when he was not. So it was like to me, he was preparing for that. Mm. And I was just wondering, like, you know, it's just for me, sustainability is important. Right. And maybe that comes from, you know, hustling. Like, how do I never go to jail? And that's that's what I'm always thinking about. Did you ever listen, right, sitting in the car and popping the Tupac tape? I was I was in the East Coast, and you know, that's why I'm asking. There was yeah. a little friction there. Yeah. But yeah, actually, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, we all listen to pop. You know, you can't deny he had some some flaw shit. <laughs> Facts. That shit I really like to know, though, because like I said, the, that's why I had to ask, like, bro. The shit turned real, but at the same time, you gotta respect motherfuckers' music. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, any 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 tragic ending, it's always like the what if. Right. right. Yeah. And you know, people evolve. Like I'm a completely the same but different person than I was 20 years ago. You know, this is me 20 years later. And, I'm lucky enough to have documented every part of my life. And also, so I, I could see myself at 20, 30, 40, and 50. You know, my, my, my photo album is, you know, televised. You know what I mean? At any decade for the last three or four, I'm, I'm there. Mm, mm. Certain ways. Mm-hmm. Last question, but before I go to this last question, we got something for you, bro. Can't let you come and leave empty-handed. Oh, nice. We got uh, Auto Smoke backpack with some gear. Who made this? 
This is a, a, a what's the dude's D. name? It's a, it's a it's a black company that I work with out of uh, North Carolina. Why am I forgetting his name right now? You doing you on your business? Girl. I'm high. Blame it on the weed, not my heart. Yeah, it's that's apparel. That's our new all the smoke dot store. You can go get it. We got everything, hats, all type of business. You see oh. me with it on, looking fly. But I know it exactly. Might not look the same I, on I, you. I, I got some, I got something to wear this way right now too. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. I love when you get yes, something. You're like, oh, I know what that what that go yeah, with. That means it's. I've been right. looking for this color right here. Well, shout wear. out to CEO Gear. Thank you. I, I got I got some shoes and some gear from him that he blessed me with. So y'all go support that as well. We didn't go to the gal. Actually, I I lay shell up. Yeah, we'll leave. We're gonna come to the uh, oh shit. The okay, refill. That's why I fucks with you. The <laughs> refill. That's why I fucks with you. Last question, man. Let's go and knock this one out. If you could have if you could have a guest on All the Smoke, who would it be? But before you answer your question, you have to help us get your answer on this show. I want you to get Jerry Jones on the show. Mm. So you gotta help us. I am. I just called him out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I got some questions for him too. You're, you're a God cowboy fan. Yeah, a cowboy fan. I got questions for him, too. Not a game. I, I just want to know why ain't no black owners. That's all. We know why. Nah, I want to know why he justifies it. Mm-hmm. In his mind. You know, I tried to buy the Raiders. <laughs> and, uh, you know, when they were moving to Vegas, I actually called the president and all that. Called Ray Lewis. We started getting money together. You know, Ray's a powerful guy. Nobody knows what he's doing behind the scenes. I don't even know if I can speak on it, but mm -hmm. he'd be, he be trying to do shit. Mm. You know, he tried to buy a team. They wouldn't let him buy it. He had the bread. Like, how could you not let Ray Lewis buy a team? Mm -hmm. Like, how do you justify that? Like, how do you can even think he's not... How could you do that? That's, you know, that's crazy. You know? So it's like... I just want to know why, right? I want to be an industry conqueror. I think I've done that or at least change things, at least change the way we're treated. So, you know, hopefully he hears me. Mm. <clears throat> well, man, we want to thank you for your time, a, a true legend. One more thing, HBU. I don't like the way they treat that. What is that, the HBU? I want to say it right. The HBCU. HBCU. The HBCU. I don't see no more Grambling games. <coughs> These kids aren't getting covered. Only 1% go to the league. And I, 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 I want to do something there as well. So stay Sanders. tuned. Shout yeah, out Deion shout Sanders out for what he's doing. Coach Pardon? Deion Sanders, shout out Deion Every Sanders. Every time I'm hearing that a lot. Mm -hmm. He's doing but, big but, things. But it's just, the thing about me is just when things bother me, I can't just hear all this complaining all the time. Right. And I'm seeing all of us so damaged and bruised behind it. It's like everybody that comes out of a professional league is like kind of fucked up a little bit. Mm -hmm. For real. And a lot of it is over the trauma that comes with being a professional. Right. And why, why, when your dreams come true for doing something you love, you got to end mm -hmm. up damaged. Mm -hmm. Right. Preach. So we got to change that shit. Yep. But again, we got to change that shit. They're not going to change it. And, and talking about it ain't going right. to do you shit. Do right. Right. All it does is say, it's just flagrant. Mm -hmm. to when, you, when people recognize your concerns and you give them your boundaries and they still violate, yeah. why keep asking? Right. So I just want to give it a try. Ain't nothing mad at that. Well, we appreciate your time, a legend in the space. You're obviously your 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 contributions to society, to our culture in particular, man. It's, it's been incredible, man. And Huge. to have you take time to sit down on our show, man, it means a lot to us. Can I ask one question? How strong is the plug at Showtime? Y'all could do whatever y'all want over there. We're doing some things. Pass the plug. 
Let's talk. I just like, you know, I, yo, I'm telling you. Let's y'all talk. got, hey, you should, y'all should been making movies. Let's talk. We got, we got some things cooking. They must, y'all killing it right over here. Y'all yeah. must be. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, definitely killing we, Yeah, we cooking. Y'all cooking. <laughs> yeah, we're cooking. Now's the time. But I would, I would love to have your guidance and cook more. I'll tell you. Come on. Well, that's a wrap, man. We want to thank Dame Dash for his time. You can catch this on Showtime Basketball YouTube and the iHeart platform, Black Effects. We'll see y'all next week. This is All A Smoke, a production of the Black Effect and iHeart Radio in partnership with Showtime. Got my PrevNAR 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.